10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the third anniversary show of Operation Retroshock with your hosts, Alan Price and Chris Finn. Hi, this is Larry County, the voice of Lionel from Thundercat. Hi, this is Allison Court, better known as Claire Redfield. Hey, this is Chris Jericho. Hi, this is Stan Bush. I'm Eric Stewart, the voice of Brock and James from Pokemon. This is Laura Summer from Real Self-Sucking. Well, hey, kids, it's me, Townsend Coleman, and you probably know me better as the voice of Michelangelo from the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You're listening to Alan Price and Chris Vince. And you are listening to Chris and Alan. Chris and Alan, the sexiest beast in the UK. You're listening to Alan and Chris. You're listening to Chris and Alan. You right now are with Chris and Alan. You're listening to Operation Retroshock. 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 Thunder. 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 Thundercat. Cowabunga! Dudes. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another edition of Operation Retroshock. I am one of your hosts, Alan Price, and alongside me as always is... Hi, I'm Chris Vint and I just look lower down because my seat's a bit lower down from Alan's. Yes, because we're on YouTube. Yes, everybody. For the third anniversary show, we thought we'd do something a little bit different. I'm trying to decide where I look. Do I look where I normally look in terms of where the audio is? Or do I look at the screen? Look at the screen. You see, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit weird. Because you're not used to this. It is. It's, it's a bit different. But we decided for the third anniversary that uh, we would film a part of the show for you. So, yes, it's the third anniversary. On the 11th of February of 2013, we've been doing this for three years. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> Can we retire yet? <laughs> but... Um, Yes, three years since we started doing this. It's kind of hard to believe that. Uh, I'm sporting the t-shirt. I'm sporting a retro t-shirt, but it's John Cena t-shirt. Mind, it's a wee bit out of date. I need to change Pac-Man out to the Northern Ireland logo, so... Copyright and stuff like that. (laughs) But um, what we're going to do in this episode, everybody, is we are going to look back over some of our favourite subjects uh, that we have covered on the show these past three years. So, we are going to talk a bit about Doctor Who, so Mr. Michael Lacey will be happy about that. Um, so will Jason Duvall. Indeed. If he listens. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> Don't doubt him. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Pokemon as well, specifically our interview uh, with Eric Stewart. Uh, we're going to talk a bit about uh 
Game Fest from a couple of years ago. We're going to talk a little bit of wrestling as well, WrestleMania stuff, and then we're going to talk about uh, kind of the hot topic in movies nowadays at the moment uh, is the uh, new Star Wars trilogy that's coming up. So plenty to talk about, uh, memories to uh, look back on and stuff like that. So um, we'll talk a little bit about Doctor Who first then. Yes, we will. Yes. Well, everybody knows that uh, <clears throat> this year is the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who. Um, it first broadcast on November 23rd. So on the 23rd of November this year, uh, we are going to get a official 50th anniversary show that is going to be uh, shown in cinemas and TV, but also in 3D at the same time. Yeah. Um, Chris is extremely excited about it being in 3D. Oh, certainly am. The only 3D experience that uh, Chris enjoyed with Doctor Who was when we were at the Doctor Who experience and the uh, bit where we went through into the Pandorica thing and you had the glasses on. Yes, that on. was very good because you were going like, ah, oh, dog, plunger right in my face. It, uh, it's true because it did actually, um, it was proper 3D that came out at you. Yeah. Um, so there was the likes of the Weeping Angels you know, hand reaching out at you, the Dalek plunger, the Cyberman reaching out at you as well. That was fantastic. Um, <clears throat> but this is going to be your sort of regular 3D that uh, more than anything will probably be just adding depth to it. Um, but I still will probably go to see it in cinema just to say I've seen Doctor Who in the cinema mind. Northern Ireland, the way it is, chances <laughs> of a cinema actually running it is slim, so it might be one in uh, Belfast or something like that, a, a main one. Um, but uh, we have officially had confirmed that 50th anniversary show on November 23rd. My mum's birthday as well, so hey. <laughs> um, sorry, mum, can't stay for your birthday, I have to go watch Doctor Who. <laughs> um, <laughs> fart in a space suit. Um, so we're getting that. Apparently, Stephen Moffat has come out and said that there is going to be more than one anniversary. They're, they're doing something with like the, the radio plays. There seems to be one for each doctor. You know, like, and obviously they're doing something with the stamps as well. And the books. And the books. Well, I'm not really into the books at all, to be honest with you. Um, I prefer to get the radio plays just to listen to. Yeah. Um, but I do like the idea that they are doing something for each doctor for like yeah. each month. So January there was the first doctor, February second doctor, so on and so forth. So you'll be excited for next month. Yes, Pertwee. Mr. Pertwee. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. <coughs> Apparently the Doctor Who magazine had an interview with him. Don't know why that happened. That completely puzzled us. <laughs> I just sent Chris a picture saying, have you seen the front cover of the new Doctor Who magazine? And it's just a picture of... Pertwee on it, an older Pertwee, and uh, mind he still didn't look much different than what he did. No. Um, I was like, yes, exclusive interview with John Pertwee, like from Beyond the Grave. Like seriously, is this is this what is this done via like one of those magic globes sort of thing via seance? Yeah, like a Ouija board or a seance or something like that. Um, but those are good. Uh, but apparently we are going to get something more than just one anniversary, which has been officially commissioned um, Stephen Moffat says it would be ridiculous to think that there would be anything uh, like just one show to celebrate the 50th um, I think it's fair to say the one thing we would be most excited about when it comes to the 50th anniversary would be the docudrama that Mark Gatiss is doing the uh, an adventure in space and time uh, when it comes to showing 
the run up to the first episode of Doctor Who back uh, in the 60s um, David Bradley who everybody will know as Finch from Harry Potter and uh, he was also in the recent series of Doctor Who as Solomon uh, he's playing uh, William Hartnell have you seen any more of the recent pictures? No. they've finally shown a picture of them on set mm. and it's quite scary so it is saying kind of the Hartnell set in colour yeah um, and I think it'll be very very interesting to see exactly what they do with that um, they have um, a pretty good cast for it as well so the, the BBC have went out for this I think I think it's the last thing that's getting filmed at BBC Television Centre was it? so it is because they're selling BBC Television Centre off um, for like uh, redevelopment and housing and different stuff like that so it actually allowed them to um, go in and film where they actually would have had their meetings and stuff so in like the BBC bar and stuff like that um, but it does look interesting because you saw the video I showed you the other day of the, the Daleks. of the Daleks yeah I just don't know what to make of it to be honest with you you know I preferred like with the whenever they did the, the five doctors I preferred that because it was more centered around all the doc you know the first five doctors mm. whereas i would have preferred for them to do something even if it was to do with the last five doctors they've already had the first five so why don't you have like the last five mm -hmm. and do something like that yeah um but i i don't know i suppose we'll just have to wait and see what it's like um and especially if i think if, if moffat's saying that you know be crazy not to think that there's not going to be another one then i think it's going to be like an episode you know come around a later time of year or whether it's like a Christmas special mm -hmm. and it maybe it has you know like say yeah. Tennant and um, McCoy and I think um, I think I think it would that. be I think it would be illogical for them not to have David Tennant involved at least yeah it's you know Christopher Eccleston's a wee bit 50-50 he seems to have got a wee bit more positive with things over the last couple of years in comparison to the way he used to be and terms of no never never gonna do it whereas recently he's kind of been like mm, maybe um nice the worst stride up the end. yeah probably um but it would be a pleasant surprise if the sort of the three near doctors were on the screen together um but definitely at least david tennant that would be fantastic um there's word that the fin you know everybody's like well how do we get the older doctors involved here do you think it would be better for them to go about having them as playing different characters or do you think they should if they're going to be in it at all be playing their version of the Doctor? Well if you're getting you know if you're getting David Bradley to play Hartnell then I don't see why he can't do that with the other three mm -hmm. I mean they don't need to be in it much you know you've probably got some footage that's never been used before that you can kind mm -hmm. of no, pardon the pun but Doctor into it yeah um, but even if they were just pay homage to it, or you just see them briefly, you know, mm. something like that. There, you don't. You, know, you could use camera tricks. But yeah, but look at the the five doctors. Look how much you know um, Tom Baker was in it because that was footage that wasn't used mm -hmm. before, and then they decided to use that, and then say he was in status or whatever, mm -hmm. and then that was kind of how he was tied into it. So, um, you obviously had the three doctors, which was just Triton. Hartnell and Pertwee, mm -hmm. um, which was quite a good story, but again, 
Hartnell wasn't able to do much, so that's why he was just sitting down on the screen, yeah, yeah, on the screen for the majority of it. But um, no, I, I don't, I don't know. You know, you don't need to necessarily do everything. You know, you don't need to have Pertwee or Colin Baker in it for the full ninety minutes or whatever. No, you no. only have to have a minute for a brief <laughs> period. Everybody would be happy if they were on screen for only ten seconds, exactly, as yeah. long as they're there in yeah. some form. Yeah, but um, no, I think they could. Uh, you know, if they want to do a bit more, I think if they were to bring David Bradley in as actually playing Hartnell's doctor, you get away because from the pictures I've seen, he is he does look remarkably like Hartnell when he's done up in uh, the outfit. That's what they did with the five doctors anyway. The guy Hartnell passed away, so they got someone. Had someone else, yeah. Him, you know, so um, so it's not like it's totally sacred ground in regards to that. Um, in the in that docudrama, they do actually have someone cast to play Triton's doctor. So you would suspect at some point during that you're going to see um, them do a regeneration scene from Hartnell into Triton. So that's two covered. So yeah, really, all you'd need someone to do would be to be cast as uh, Pertwee. Yeah. And to be quite honest, they'd be better just hiring a son because his son remarkably looks like him and sounds like him. Yeah wouldn't be that hard put a wee bit of makeup on him you know make the hair white and off you go to the races sort of thing um you couldn't do you couldn't do that with Triton had to get someone else in because his son even though he looks like him isn't his he's build too, isn't like he's him. too well known because sure he was in that midnight one yeah wasn't he um, I, but he, lo- know, he looks like him he, and he has mannerisms like him he, but he's not he size wise the same he does do like a lot of the radio plays for him though you for know, his dad like, yeah. you know, so he would sound a lot like him mm-hmm. but yeah his look overall in general well, you could really disguise that because if you think about it you know like in the five doctors Triton's wearing a big kind of coat mm. so you could kind of just put that on him and I just suppose. get the, the kind of wig you know like so you know I think I'll be good for their you know for the kids to kind of play their dads Kind mm. of thing, you know. I think that would be quite a good thing. To it would, it would be cool. It would be cool. <coughs> Is there anything you think specifically that they should do for the fiftieth that they haven't announced already? Do you think they should do another one of those big events that they did like a couple of years ago with you know like a convention sort of thing, like a fiftieth convention where they literally bring everybody in? Well, I suppose that'd be a good idea to do. Um, you know, because you're going to have people. You're gonna have people who are wanting to do that, you know, like like with the Doctor Who experience, you know, it was such a good thing to go to, and you you know it was a really important thing for us Alan and I to go to as Doctor Who fans. Definitely. So to do that and then to, to mark that with the fiftieth anniversary, you know, I don't think you can get any better than that. You could bring people back who have played, you know, the monsters if they've been Salarians yeah. or Ice Monsters or whatever, um, and you can also have you know almost have a thing for you can almost do it like the um, kind of you know time will never forget and you can ha- kind of have a homage to say uh, Nicholas Courtney Elizabeth mm-hmm. Slayton you know Patrick Crichton you know uh, John Pertwee the people who from Doctor Who have sadly passed away mm-hmm. you know and kind of have something to remember them yeah. you know because I don't think a lot of newer fans you know because you kind of came on the scene the you know, er, slightly earlier than I did. Yeah. But I would kind of watch a lot more of the older who's than you would do. Yeah, I um, still en- I still enjoy older who, but um, 
it's just a case if I do sort of because the newer who got me into it it's kind of if there's if I'm bored I'd more likely put a new who episode on than I would an old who episode yeah I'd probably watch the older ones up until Tenant because I can't really I can watch Smith's first and maybe second season but like the latest one I just a lot of them um, a lot of them <laughs> I watch and I was just like this kind of doesn't have the for me the thing with Doctor Who is it doesn't now it is it doesn't have the fun factor that the older one did i don't think doctor who is as fun to watch as it used to be see this is, this is the thing is even though you would say matt smith's doctor is the sort of you would say the more wacky and sort of kid-friendly doctor mm-hmm. in terms of things now don't get me wrong matt smith's doctor can be quite dark at times but in terms of his general demeanor and act you know he appears like almost like a child in a you know thousand odd year old time lord body uh, even though he's meant to be the, the oldest version of the doctor in comparison to Hartnell's doctor who was an extremely grumpy individual um, I don't know it's a case of it is again I think you know whoever your sort of first doctor uh, was whoever <sighs> what do you mean a pun I'd laugh at it um, but I do think it just depends on who your first doctor is. So, um, and Tennant. But it was Tennant really for you in yes. terms of what Tenet you first watches. Who? Yeah, that's yeah. probably why, why I don't enjoy. I just don't think the writing. He is has a, a distinct loyalty. Loyalty. I, I just don't <laughs> think the writing is a, on a par as it used to be. I think now it's very. It's almost very, you know, you need to make sure you watch every intricate detail because this roads into that, yeah. which moves into that, which moves into that. I mean, and it's it can be a tad overcomplicated. That's why I don't particularly enjoy it as much because it's not a case of here's an episode, bang, here you go. The only one that I could sit down and watch over and over again is a Doctor's Wife because mm-hmm. it's kind of that is a fun Doctor Who episode mm-hmm. and it doesn't bo- it doesn't tie in any of the episodes. Whereas you look at the trailer for the new one, whereas obviously now it's something to do with this new companion, you know, and that's going to be something that just carries on and on and on. Mind it. It's the first proper arc that kind of has me semi-interested. The whole crack, crack in the wall, in the wall yeah. didn't really ignite a fire in me of interest or anything like that. Uh, plus, they never ever explained why did the TARDIS explode? <laughs> Who caused the TARDIS to explode? This has been pulled up on many official Doctor Who podcasts. Uh, well, I say official, I mean sort of the well no one wants not an actual official Doctor Who podcast. Um... And there was that the voice in the TARDIS at that time as well. What was the voice? Who was the voice? Sort of thing, and never explained. It was just here's a crack in time. Okay. Um, whereas this one does seem a wee bit more interesting. I think now the fans just seem to get more um, caught up on the intricate details. Of, oh, what does this mean? What does that mean? What does this mean? Mm. Um, and if then, as you say, if something's not explained, then the internet near enough breaks down because here we didn't understand why Amy's hair turned from her normal hair colour to brown in like, uh, you know, point one of a second or things like that. Hair dye. No, but you know what I mean. I it's just the case of, you know, I just sit down and I watch Doctor Who for the sake of watching the story. It and I enjoy story. it. I enjoy it. You know, I mean, there's that documentary thing that we watched. Um, Aye, it was a good laugh. Know, that was a good laugh for it was good. Spike Million. Oh. Put the dog in the curry. Oh. 
yeah, everybody, um, I'm not going to do an impression off it or anything like that because I, I have been notorious in the past for slipping up on this podcast <laughs> and having to delete things, mm-hmm. uh, specifically in regards to um, a certain Power Ranger reference <laughs> that will never darken this uh, this podcast. Um, there, needless to say, there was a sketch done with a Dalek and... Uh, don't don't put it on. All oh, right, that's okay. You're just texting. I'm not, no, I'm just texting. <laughs> I thought you were about to put it on. I was like, no, please don't do it. Um, it's a Dalek with an Indian accent. Let's just say that. And uh, just type in Dalek and was it just Dalek and curry or something? Like? Spike Milligan uh, Dalek. Type that into YouTube and you'll see what we mean. Just bear with it for a minute or two, and just whenever he shoots the dog, you'll see what we mean. And all hell breaks loose. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. For the 50th anniversary, fingers crossed, we do get surprised. I want to be surprised, for goodness sake. Um, what do you think of the new companion, anyway? I'm really unsure, because, again, <laughs> it's a case of we've seen her once, and then we've seen her somewhere else, mm. and now we're going to see her, you know, like... In another This time? is a companion who's died twice or whatever, so... She's going to put Rory to shame, I think. I'm a bit of... <laughs> and I'm, I'm at a bit of a loss, but... You know, I, I think you're. I think you're a wee bit confused in where they're going. The sort of the story again. It's just a case of you know, that's the thing with it is that I'm not. I'm not stupid by any stretch of the imagination. Um, well, say what you want, <laughs> um, but it's just a case of I don't need to sit down. I mean, and watch something and then have to think about things. You know, like I could watch Twenty Four, and Twenty Four has so many twists and turns, but I can follow that perfectly fine. Whereas mm-hmm. this, it just seems to, you know, like just skip from one thing to the next to the next and then they're and then they come back to explain something that you've seen in episode one blah 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 um but i don't i i don't know I, to be honest with you i don't even know if i'll watch this season because i'm starting to get really disillusioned with moffat's writing and i'm just starting to think that it's not as you say it's not fun to watch anymore i mean i didn't even find the christmas special that much fun to be honest with you <laughs> um, the last one I truly enjoyed was the Christmas Carol one because that was fun Christmas you know? Carol episode was good and is one of my favourite Matt Smith's episodes um, we're going to air some dirty laundry here on the show oh. and it's a bit of a conflict I think between this man right here and Mr Mike Lacey <laughs> do you know where I'm going a certain companion. Oh, yes, yes. But he's starting to warm up to her, though. Is he, he did, getting there? He said to me that he's starting to warm up with him because he said that he found her nothing but annoying. We're talking about Donna Noble, by the yes. way. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. Yeah. And um, we're not talking about this, Mike, the proper person, no. Mike. Yeah, Mike Lacey. Yes. The guy who sends us stuff near enough all the time. By the way, Mike, your birthday present is on the way. I got a shipping notice today. Is that the Back to Future thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. Um, yeah, so he said to me, you know, nothing but irritate the one he saved the doctor, you know, whenever the doctor was with the Rachni Queen, um, and, you know, was gonna, you know, blow her up and stuff, we go like, doctor, doctor, and, and I said, you know, like, and she's a good foil for the doctor because... She don't take none You know, like, if you think about it, you know, uh, with Rose, the doctor, and Rose kind of loved each other but didn't say something Martha liked the doctor but the doctor didn't like her back and now it's kind of a case that it's more like a comedy element because um, she's because in one of in her first sort of proper episode not the special 
um, when he's inviting her into the TARDIS, he's saying, you know, I just want a mate. And go like, you want what, sunshine? And go like, I mate, a mate, I'm mating with me. But So um, he's a wee bit relieved in the sense of so it's a that's case, not going to be it's happening. It's a case of now he said that he, he's kind of tolerating her a bit more, you know, but I think a lot of people were like that at the start. I think for the American audience, what would maybe put them off the most about Donna would be the accent. Yeah, that's true. Because that's, that's a very sort of... Thick, oh, thick, you know, sort of thick English accent. You know, it's a, reg- re- you know, a regional accent from England, and is quite strong. And to some people, that might be seen as annoying. So I can understand where Mike was coming from. Donna isn't my favorite companion, but she's far from my least favorite. So um, Chris knows who my favorite one is. Martha. Martha Jones. Though, for a lot of people, she's one of the least. Favorite. I would I actually say Rose would be my least favorite. Yeah, see, this is the thing for me now. Across the years, looking back and looking at companions, I thought Rose was fantastic when I first started watching New Who. But again, I think that was first Doctor, first companion syndrome. Mm-hmm. So I think I was like, oh, Doctor Who, I'm loving this. Oh, these were my guys, you know, Eccleston and Rose, and then eventually Tennant. And I was like, oh yeah, Rose is fantastic, and then. We eventually get Martha and we have Donna and then we end up with uh, Amy and Rory. I would probably... I'm trying to think how I would rate my companions nowadays. i go Donna, Amy, Martha, uh, Rose. See, I would probably go... Amy, Martha, Donna, Rose. So I would... So Rory's just not on the list because he's not female. <laughs> he's not female. No. He's not allowed on the list. Mind, Rory is, Rory is a good Andrick. companion. I would rate Rory above Rose. Oh so. well, I've, I don't know if I go that far to be honest. Not in terms of looks. Oh well, in terms I'm of talking about as in a companion. No, I would still say that Rose would be a better companion than Rory would be. Okay, fair enough. That's fine. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else we can say about the 50th anniversary because we've covered the document drama. Um, oh yeah, I've got something for you to borrow. Where's it? Ooh, what have we got, ladies and gentlemen? Ah, and it's all visual as well. Hey! Doctor Who at the BBC, the 10th Doctor, presented by Elizabeth Slayton. Two times CD, running time, two hours, five minutes. Two ah, quid. it's got Martha Jones in it. Two yeah. quid that cost. <laughs> That's so brilliant. I thought, you know, because it was red. Has it got the Sycorax in it as well, or is that just a picture? I don't know. I haven't really listened to it. It's just more like interviews, you know, that kind of last for like about, you know, say a couple of minutes and that goes on. Along the way, you'll enjoy many fascinating Doctor Who related items from Blue Peter, Breakfast, Friday Night with Jonathan Ross, ooh, Wibbly Wobbly. (laughs) (laughs) That'll mean nothing to our American audience. No. That'll be a cool we listen to. Um, I don't know what else I'd really like from the 50th anniversary. I would like that sort of a big convention. Have you bought many of the new Doctor Who DVD sets or Blu-rays? That's actually a very good point. That's a very good point. I'm trying to think. I think I have bought one from the Matt Smith era. I haven't bought any. One Blu-ray. And do you know actually probably the reason why it isn't? It isn't because of the quality of episodes or anything like that. It's the fact that with my Netflix, they're all on Netflix. Yeah, I was going to say I that. Don't, I don't need to buy them. They're on Netflix. That means they're not taking up shelf space or anything like that. So I don't I don't need to have them. If I didn't have something like Netflix, maybe I would have bought them because 
they were on good offers there over Christmas time as well but even then I was like they're on my Netflix I have no real need yeah no I'm the same the last one well I've bought them on a, a couple of episodes in iTunes mm-hmm. you know like I bought the 11th Doctor and the Victory of the Daleks one mm-hmm. um, and then I bought the Doctor's Wife on my PS Vita so I did because it was like 189 I thought well I'll it's not too bad on that um, but the last you know like I've bought you know more classic who's but I haven't really bought any for quite some time mm. um, by the way if you want to see what I have classic who wise you can go to my channel Vintomania um, on YouTube and there'll be a room tour and then I'll actually show you um, each stuff that I have so there you go so you can do that if you wish okay cool that's uh, shameless plug to round out Doctor Who then um, so um, I'm going to now go and turn off the video feed I'm going to stop this then because no doubt we'll have adverts to play in the middle of this so uh, we'll uh, see everybody after the break and uh, for YouTube thank you very much for joining us yeah bye join us after the break folks <laughs> miss me who the hell are you I'm the Doctor. I'm an alien from outer space. I'm a thousand years old. I've got two hearts and I can't fly, please! Running away with a spaceman in a box, anything could happen to you. That's what I'm counting on. Where do you want to go, hey? What do you want to see? Yeah. Is that her? The woman twice dead? She's rather pretty, isn't she? She's not possible. Right then, Clara Oswald. Time to find out who you are. Hi, this is Alison Court, better known as Claire Redfield, and you are listening to Chris and Alan on Operation Retroshock. 2013 is Doctor Who's 50th anniversary. All grown up. Each month, BBC America takes the TARDIS back in time with brand new specials on all 11 Doctors. This month, the second Doctor. When Matt was trying to get his head around right playing the Doctor, it was the Patrick Troughton Doctor he fell in love with. Something strange has happened. Plus, the Cybermen awaken. Doctor Who, the Doctors Revisited. The second special premieres Sunday at 8, followed by a classic 1967 Doctor Who. Only on BBC America. Hi everybody, this is Laura Summer from Real Ghostbusters. You're listening to Chris and Alan on Operation Retroshock. Is it real to you? Does what look real? Where you are right now. Does it seem real? It is real. It's a dream, Oswin. Is there a kitchen? Another first. I don't know why I asked that, it's just... I like making souffles. Souffles? Where'd you get the milk? Clara who? Doctor who? Oh, dangerous question. What's wrong with dangerous? It was souffle girl again. I never saw her face the first time with the Daleks, but her voice, it was the same voice. Rescue me, chin boy, and show me the stars. Let her go! The same woman, twice, and she died both times. The same woman! Where am I? Where am I? Doctor Who on BBC One and BBC One HD. We got, we got you. We got, we got.
everybody and welcome back from the break. Um, if you're joining us from YouTube's welcomes, welcomes. Um, didn't mention it in the first section of the show because I think I got a wee bit too excited about but recording videos. But it ties in nicely well. to this then. Well, this is true. Um, we had a new intro if you haven't realised everybody. Um, we thought it was about time to shake things up a wee bit. Love it. Um, there's only uh, so much of a song you can really take for so long, and that I was sick to death of hearing. It new was divide. it was starting to get a wee bit dated. New divide, so it was. Um, even though it was it was an awesome song around when it came out with the Transformers and all two. that sort of stuff. Transformers two, my lord. Um, but it was time to move on. So we hope you like the new intro. We felt that it was slightly reminiscent of our first theme so that was kind of the main reason we went for it so that will be the uh, operation retroshock theme going forward from now on right so what we're going to talk about now we're going to start off talking about a little bit of pokemon about eric stewart um but we're also going to probably segue and talk about some of the other people that have been interviewed for the show specifically someone who chris has quite a liking for um but we'll start off with eric stewart first then um this was another birthday surprise from mr vint for me um i'm a big 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 pokemon fan i have loved it since i was a kid so to have the opportunity for us to sit down and interview the voice of Brock and James from Pokemon and many other sort of additional voices in the show was... Squirtle, Squirtle! <laughs> I knew he was going to go there. Mm. Uh, it was an absolute real, real treat. And I do think to this day it is one of our best interviews. Um, because number one, he was enthusiastic about it. So he was just as much as we were, and of course, um, I will have some slight bias in that simply because I'm like, oh, I'm talking to one of the, you know the people <laughs> that were involved in my show as a kid, you know my favorite show as a kid. So um, and just when you have someone on that has done voice acting on a show and then they go and do the voices, you just freak, you, you just of, freak out a little yeah, bit. You kind of do go like you kind of do just mark out a little bit mm -hmm. and kind of that's one thing I've always loved like I've loved watching that inside actor studio with people sitting there who voice the Simpsons and then they, they just break in at ease you know yeah. voicing Chief Wiggum or Homer or whatever and a poo and all that sort of yeah, stuff but it's just a case of you know just hearing them you know like um, saying you know like um, you know whenever he's talking about you know I was doing a voice of Butch and then he would say you know like I had to make that really really different from what James sounded like and it would wreck his throat yeah exactly it would have you to know. be done like at the end of the day and stuff yeah. like that but no like you say those sort of episodes when it comes to like so the actor shows are my favourite just to actually physically see the voice actor there and just seamlessly slipping between characters because Another favourite episode of the Actors Studio was the Family Guy episode. Oh, yeah. And Seth MacFarlane slipping between Stewie and all that sort yeah. of stuff. And you'd set, you'd uh, Seth Green and all there as well. So, you know, Seth Green alone is a flipping vocal genius as well. He does so many voices. So to have them all there as well was, you know, art. it's really cool to see them. So for to have, you know, for to have someone that means more because they were involved in a show when you were a kid is it is just fantastic so 
and like we say, it was just absolutely seamless going between the likes of the different characters from Brock to James to Butch, all of that sort of stuff. And uh, he is just a nice guy, and he's a complete and utter nerd as well. Like so, it is. That's the thing with all of them that we've interviewed is nothing was too much trouble for any of them. Yeah. You know, whenever we asked them to record the promos at the end, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, Eric did all of them. You know, like I actually just typed them in. He read the might, and he went like, right. So you want to start with James, and then you would just go, and it'd just be like that, that was perfect. Whereas. Townsend said because we interviewed Townsend on the phone he actually said you, you just send me what you want and I'll record it in and the then booth I'll record it in the booth and then I'll email it to you it's just like and that's, then, that was unbelievable like. plus that made Sween's day whenever we sent that to Sween yeah and like <laughs> the that, show opening for Radical Retro. that episode was just like he just thanked us so much you know because you know and then obviously on what the shell we got to interview actually, yeah we got to actually talk to him yeah anyway, we got to actually so interview him so you know but yeah for everyone that we interviewed you know what like whenever we said the larry and i said you know like he was that was that was the first birthday surprise you know like whenever we were talking about um you know like would you mind doing sure and i said um mr can i hate to ask but could you do one you know send you this an operation after shock with chris and alan and then do the thunder thunder and he went yeah no problem went like three two one and we have our mics on mute and then he just does you know what you hear at the start and i just unmuted my microphone and I went, oh my god that was amazing and he just <laughs> do, you, do you know what i had in my head at that time when he did that it was quite funny i was like his wife must just shake her head if she's in the house when he's doing these interviews with people because she might be you know he say for example don't know what Mr. Kenny's house is, you know, laid out like around them, but say he's upstairs and he's talking to people like ourselves and we're like, you know, Mr. Kenny, would you mind doing, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, yeah, sure, no problem. And she's standing downstairs, maybe just relaxing, reading a book or something like that. And just you hear through the floorboards upstairs, him doing the thunder, 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 cat's hoe. And mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, he's doing it again. It's like calm down, you know. But no, I just thought that was that. That for me was amazing, you know. And then talking to Townsend because the fact whenever we were actually talking to Townsend, and I can't remember what we said, but we were saying something to do with you know, like he helped mold our childhood or whatever. Oh, and I, I, and I actually went quiet, mm-hmm. and it almost sounded like he was about to start to cry. You remember that? Yeah, he, that's that was one thing Townsend all was saying was that he appreciates it so much when people tell him how much his characters have meant to him when, mm-hmm. when they were a kid you know Michelangelo being sort of probably the main one you know yes he was involved in the tick and all of that sort of stuff as well but for a lot of people him and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would have been the big one yeah so it would have been like when I talked to him after we'd finished recording as well he was probably even more emotional after we'd stopped the recording as well just and that was almost as emotional for me as well because I was you know Eric Stewart was fantastic for me because Pokemon was a big show in my childhood but it was that slightly older childhood it was your sort of I was effectively the same age that um Ash would have been in the TV show when I first watched it about 10 so whereas Turtles was that sort of even younger time period in my life yeah. it was really early days so to be actually speaking to Townsend at that time was just unbelievable and like like we said it meant so so much to him as well mm-hmm. I, did. I did so if you do want to hear uh, 
Townsend, you can hear double the Townsend goodness because you can go back and listen to our episode as well. Just um, every single one of our episodes are still available. There isn't like a cutoff point or anything like that. You can go right back to episode one, everybody, if you want to torment yourself and listen to the newbies uh, way back three years ago. Um, but you can flick back. You'll be able to find um, all the episodes down there. I think Eric Stewart is around... 34 I think it might be somewhere around there um, and then uh, you've got Townsend there as well um, but you can also listen to another interview with Townsend which is different questions and all as well on the What the Shell uh, podcast as well which Mr Chris is involved in yep right next person so we've spoke about Eric we've spoke about Townsend we've fleetingly mentioned Mr Kenny um, should we talk about no, we'll Those? talk about that. It almost ne- didn't happen. Well, yeah, this is true. Because um, I was trying to phone Larry and uh, I kept getting, you know, like I kept saying that the number wasn't recognised and I was reading it and just going like, that's the right number. And I emailed him and he said like, um, I'll be home soon, you know, like it could be a wrong number. Here's my number and um, we phoned him the, I think we phoned him still that, wasn't it that day? Mm. It was that day or the next day, it was either or, and we said to him, you know, like, uh, it was just like, you know, we completely understand about it. And um, for Christmas, you know, you would have heard that um, obviously Alan got a Back to the Future signed poster um, by Chris O'Loy, but then also managed to get him one year. The Larry Kenny actually wrote to you, Alan, thanks for the great interview in Operation Retroshock, signed it. Thundercats hope to which he actually pay did that and sent that out of the goodness of his heart you know like he paid for the postage I didn't have to pay anything at all mm. which was you know just goes to show you know like he's on Twitter and uh, you know he's on Facebook and every single birthday that comes yeah. up he's always the first person to say happy birthday yeah. you know Alan happy birthday he Chris, pays attention he yeah. pays attention to people and that means a hell of a lot because a lot of people would be like oh I didn't expect you know like, there's people that I'm friends with on tw- on Facebook that you know, or to do with He-Man and the Masters University yeah. that I've contacted, you know, without them being on the show and stuff. But that's that's been it, you know, whereas he kind of then talks or, you know, like some Robert Lamb, who I interviewed in Masters Universe Chronicles, I think it was my first episode. Um, he, you know, comments on things as well, you know, and things like yeah, that. Yeah, because, so like, there was, there was um, like, the other years well, when we were in they're running for an award and all and he voted for us and all as well I'd sent out a message to everybody saying you know to all of our listeners would you mind giving us a vote here and he again was one of the first people to reply saying yeah Alan no problem done and I was just like what are you you know it's just it's just amazing just that you know there's no no hassle at all for yeah, him exactly right next up um, shall we speak about Mr. Chris Jericho yeah this um let's just say the effort that went into this was a wee bit crazy um, number one for the both to be off work at the same time I'd actually finish work early yeah because early. it was such a big deal you know like and I asked my boss and said listen I've got an interview like tomorrow at 3 o'clock you I know, cannot with, miss with Chris this Jericho can I go home early but then I'll make it up later on in the week if I get someone else to cover my shift or whatever and he was like yeah yeah that's fine you know like and that that was fine and dandy but I don't think I've ever been as nervous yeah I think that was what was that was, was that our that was, was the that our second that was interview? the second interview yeah that was the second interview so um 
Larry made us so comfortable, but you didn't. We weren't knowing what to expect when we were going to speak to Chris Jericho, so we were very, very um, nervous, waiting sort of thing. And then when Chris made the phone call, I was just like, "Is this is this Mr. Jericho?" And it's like, ah. and then it's kind of a case of you know introduce yourself, please. And he said it was MC Hammer. Yeah, and he's go like, "Hey, it's MC he, Hammer." He's so, quite, oh, he's, it's the wrong number. He's quite he's quite the Joker, uh, so he is. But um, for me, if you've watched him over the years, you'll kind of realize that. Yeah, um, he was very very laid back. Is what I would say in terms of the interview. He was very relaxed. Um, the, <laughs> the the thing, the thing again, sort of one of the things that would stand out for us for the Chris Jericho interview um, was again the promo he did for us. Yeah. The sexiest beasts promo. Yeah. I thought that was quite funny. Just you know, you're listening to Alan Chris, the sexiest beast in the UK, besides me, of course. Thought that was very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course we did get to go and uh, see his show uh, as a result in Belfast. They haven't been back to Belfast I know, since then. But they say on Twitter that it's not a case of them; it's to do with the, the people who own the arenas or venues. Yeah. You know, so it's up if you want them to come back, you have to get at them. You mm-hmm. know, and it's a case of them doing that. But I've been to see them twice now, and both times they've just completely knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. So they have they have been very very. He is. He's just a natural performer, like. Yep, sure is. He really is. And then Chris got a signed Chris Jericho shirt. I did indeed, thanks to Alan. Yeah, yeah. go me. Um, okay, next, uh, Laura Summer. Laura Summer was... Uh, she. Uh, we got in touch with her because James Etock is very good friends with her. Obviously, Laura Summer, you would know if you heard the interview, was Janine from the Real Ghostbusters. Real Ghostbusters. When you want Chris and Alan. <laughs> it's just like, but she was completely... She was just absolutely brilliant to talk to, you know, and just hearing her stories about Ghostbusters and stuff, and you know, again, nothing was too much trouble. Um, can you do it? You know, can you do this? Is Laura somewhere probably? I like, always, ch- I always chuckle at that promo. So they just the answer in the phone. And yeah, all that um, but that, you know, that was another one that she did, and it was just like yeah, so if you know. Um, she got it wrong and she went, oh, "I'll do that again." I went, "No, that's fine," you know, like, and I was having a, a laugh and a joke with her. But um, again, a Facebook friend, you know, became as a result of that. And, you know, I just thought she was an absolute joy to interview. And just like a real, all of them have been privileges to interview. um, And I don't think it's fair that we, well, I think if we write in our personal favourites later on, you know, like who was our favourite interview and stuff. and then do that but all of them that'll be extremely hard to be quite honest all of them have been real good fun to talk to you know all the ones that we're talking about Mm -hmm. so uh, I think I'll I'll save a certain one for last so uh, Shane Rimmer he's not the last everybody no again um, Mr Rimmer was just brilliant to talk to because of the fact that this kind of meant mo- this was the first interview that I had to do by myself yeah. because Alan couldn't make it but this was an interview that kind of made a lot meant a lot to me because my dad got me into Thunderbirds yeah. you know so I was able to kind of convey that to him as well and then his promo saying you know like you're with Alan and Qu- Chris uh, swapping dialogue and oh no 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 wait no 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 wait, wait. Oh. Alan and Chris yeah. it was the, the elevation <laughs> no it's not it's Chris and Alan yeah sorry that way around um, you know but um, again he was just a pure delight to talk to obviously you know Larry kind of still sounds a bit like Lionel whereas Shane Rimmer unfortunately you know like it was obviously 
He's a lot older like than even yeah, Harry. Exactly. But it's a case of, you know, he still had that same zest, you know, like he loved talking about Thunderbirds and you know, like obviously he'd been in uh, Batman Begins, he'd been in on Her Majesty's Secret Service. You know, like you look him up on IMDb and you'll see the amount of stuff that man's been in. And if if everybody, crazy. if you don't, if you don't realize, if you don't remember exactly, saying to yourself, what how was how was he in Batman Begins? The bit in Batman Begins, spoiler alert, uh, when uh, Ra's al Ghul and Batman are on the train and the train's going to well sorry the monorail thing monorail. Not, not exactly a train uh, is going towards Wayne Tower to you know blow the seals and cause the gas and all to go about Gotham he's yeah. the older gentleman that you see in like the kind of control bit yeah. the control area that that is Shane Rimmer um, okay last but by no means least his Chris's girlfriend <laughs> is Alison Court, aka the voice of Claire Redfield. And this was I'll another, let Chris take this one. This away. was another interview that I had to do by myself, and, and to be quite honest, he didn't complain about it. I did not because you know I, <laughs> I left. I left the two lovebirds alone. You know because she, you know I put a message out on Twitter saying just talk to Alison Court. You know, real delight to talk to, and she went, "You were, you know, you were delightful or whatever." But because I'm a huge Resident Evil fan, to hear her then break into the the Claire voice, but also say because obviously Chris Redfield and say you know Chris blah 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 you know, and do that. But mm-hmm. again, a lot of people on Twitter now there's uh, Cl- uh Claire Redfield twi- Twitter and said you know give us a tweet to do with Claire Redfield and we can follow you back. So I linked the op- Operation Retroshock the second anniversary. Um, uh, episode 44 and the amount of feedback I got about that was that because one of the lines he said is that you know her son was a direct um, result of Resident Evil mm-hmm. you know but I think people had taken that the wrong way you know because obviously she must have met somebody yeah. in Resident Evil you know whenever they voiced it wasn't a case of you know she played a video game and then did that but you know <laughs> why would you think oh, that? just people being, pe- a bit being silly. stupid no but she was she was just an absolute uh, this sounds really cliche, but she was an absolute, absolute dream to talk to. Oh, I'm all red nice as well, not on YouTube. I'm all blushing. <laughs> no, but she was just great to talk to because I'm a huge Resident Evil fan, you know. And there is things in the pipeline that Al and I have talked about to do with. Obviously, we've talked about, you know, we've done like a video game, we've done TV, we've done movies. So you know, like we are trying to see about getting other people. You know, I have approached some people to do a Power Rangers who sadly haven't got in touch, but we are working on other things. You know, to bring some more. There interviews. is a, there is a few other people that we are. Uh, thinking of going after and needless to say one of those individuals um, will again make Chris happy because they have done Resident Evil so you know it's he, he is she? no it's not a she oh, I'm not interested. <laughs> he's not interested now because it isn't a girl um, but uh, well actually there's two people we're thinking of after both have been involved with Resident Evil and Mass Effect as well and Assassin's Creed so if you know two individuals that have been involved with both Resi and Mass Effect well sorry they weren't both involved with Mass Effect but if you look down through the CVs you'll figure out probably who the two people are pretty quickly um, so um, we are going to go after them so fingers crossed we'll get those in the not so distant future um, so are we going to rank these? This is going to be hard, to be quite honest. It is quite hard. 
because I don't want to out of the list I don't really want to put anybody at the bottom this is the issue because there's well, no, there's, there's no one that was a bad interview just I pick think three then yeah we'll go for three favorites right okay let's have a look here well I would have Eric Stewart in my top three I would have Townsend Coleman in my top three right okay let's see who's my last one I'd probably pop in Larry Kenny in my top three then. So uh, sadly, Mr. Chris Jericho and all you miss out. Um, what be your top three? Then there's the list. It is extremely hard. Like mine would probably go Allison, Larry, and Townsend. Ooh, that sounded hard for you. It was because Eric Stewart, as you said, you know, like Eric Stewart was a delight to talk to. And they all have been, but it's just a case of because turtles meant more to me than Pokemon did. I know exactly. You know, like, so I've just picked the three things that. And it's not a case of, you know, like, we're not saying that Chris Jericho, but it's just a case of, I think, these ones had more personal interest to us. Mm -hmm. You know, Resident Evil, Turtles, you know, Thundercats, and then, you know, on the opposite side of the coin, Thundercats, Turtles, and Pokemon. Yeah. You know, so I think that's why it's just a case of they've meant more. You know, you could say that you know, in our on our fourth year anniversary, we could interview some other people, and then it's a case of one of them would have to get bumped, and then it'd be like that would make it even harder. That to would do be that. that would be very hard to bump out yeah. my three. So, it would but another thing about Eric Stewart was that Eric Stewart and Alison Court were great to talk to because they were on Skype, so we had that crystal clear quality. Yeah. You know, like that Skype gives you. Um, whereas you know the other ones were on the telephone and that's not taken away from it because I, you know like I would still go back and listen to them mm -hmm. because sometimes whenever you're engrossing doing an interview like or doing a podcast you kind of aren't thinking about what you're talking I know that yeah. sounds really stupid but it's a case of a lot of things come off the top of your head or questions would come off the top of your head because of something that one of the guys has said and you have to go back and listen to it yep um, but no, we would like to know what your favourite interview yes. from Operation Retroshock has been as well. So um, find out how you could do that later on. Or in fact, just um, send us an email or at Retroshock316 or just have a look on uh, Facebook and uh, we'll probably, we may do like a poll there and see, you know, like what was your favourite interview. Who was in poll position for you? Yeah. Yeah. So um, that is our uh, interviews that we have done for the show. More to come. Could anybody pip who's in our top three? We shall have to wait and see. Um, so next up, we're going to talk about uh, our time, our trip to GameFest. Yeah. So we are. We probably won't talk about this a great deal because to be quite honest, uh, if you want to hear about it in depth, uh, go back and listen to pretty much a three-hour episode. Uh, <laughs> the Game Fest special. It's clearly labelled the the Game Fest special, so yeah. uh, you've no chance of missing it. Um, three hours of non-stop talking about uh, games from last year. <laughs> who who wouldn't want to hear that? Yeah. Um, or is it two games from two years ago now? It'll, t it'll be two years ago this September. Um, so oh my got some Lego Star Wars he got Jabba's Palace and oh the Rancor thing oh poor Rancor oh no the Rancor Trontobosh <laughs> so um, we'll talk a little bit about Game Fest um, this this was kind of this was a pretty cool deal for uh, me and Chris uh, number one we got to uh, spend it with our good friend Natalie and um, 
but just the fact of going to a proper full-blown gaming convention and uh, again sort of probably the big thing about it was oh. it's going to be what oh do you know that you um, what have you spotted you know that Maurice is engaged now oh her and Maurice engaged must be yeah because it just says um, Velvet Skies actually said congratulations on your engagement girl yay so happy for you well done Miz I'm proud of you fella <laughs> yeah indeed hold on if there's anybody bar me that would be in a relationship with Maurice then it better be you yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, but yes back to Game Fest um, I think the big deal about Game Fest as well well we'll talk about that when we're talking about Game Fest what we are talking about Game Fest I thought we were going to a break in no st- stuff the break alright oh, fine stuff the break wasn't told wasn't informed mm. no uh, but the big deal for me and Natalie at this stage going to Game Fest was the fact that this was going to be um, our first chance to get hands on with Mass Effect 3 didn't care and you didn't care. I didn't give a And hoot. he didn't give a hoot at this time. My everybody. But he was like, yeah, it's okay, don't worry, we'll go there first, that's no problem. You know, I don't mind going there first, uh, you know, so that uh, me and Natalie could get it out of our systems and um, have a go at it. And uh, then we all sat down and started playing, and a metamorphosis occurred beside me and Natalie. And needless to say, here we are, nearly a year and a half later. And Chris is as much a Mass Effect diehard as me and Natalie are, so um, that uh, that worked out quite well for us. It did. Um, it did for me as well. Yeah, because that's the thing is, uh, for me, it was the same day you immediately went to the actual game store that they had there and bought the first Mass yeah, Effect. Yeah, because I played the third you. one. I played the demo and I was quite impressed with myself because I didn't actually die at all. I had no idea what was going on. Not to toot his own horn or anything. No, but toot toot, as Arn Anderson <laughs> would say. Um, but I really enjoyed that and that was actually one of the games that I played the most because like we went in first of all and the guys were like oh you want Mass Effect it's right here and just like oh right okay so I because it was it was the the guy spotted me and Natalie in our N7 shirts yeah it's like he's looking for Mass Effect yeah right here I was like yeah, yeah then, first in and then we met Dylan and Dylan wanted to play it so, so you were with Dylan I yeah. queued with Dylan um, play, he played it and then the day after the last day because when you we there two days yeah because when uh, you were with Dylan that's when we'd properly met up with Luke mm-hmm. and while you were in the queue for Mass Effect again me Luke and Natalie went off to do one of their like stage show things that they yeah. were doing like their presentations the only one I did of that was Batman I think I'm trying to think what was that one I think it was maybe Lost Souls we went and did mm. I have a funny feeling because when we were doing that you had done Mass Effect and then you just went to Batman you went to, uh, Ar- you went to Arkham City. To Namco, I think it was. Yeah, um, I was just freebie hunting, to be quite honest with mm-hmm. Namco. Because um. <laughs> you went to do Uncharted as well by yourself. Because uh, I think Natalie and I were. I we yeah, were it was the reason I did Uncharted on myself by myself more than anything was the fact that they were only going to allow one person in. Yeah. Because they were tight on numbers, and because I was kind of the bigger uh, Uncharted person. I was the one that went in to look at it. But the sad thing about when uh, I did that Uncharted 3 thing, it was only the multiplayer, which was a wee bit, you know, I'm not a fan of huge amount of multiplayer gaming. Sort of the height of my mass, you know, my multiplayer gaming is Mass Effect nowadays. You know, I just, I hate facing off against other people. I would prefer to be in a team facing AI because 
it's just it's a lot more fun for me in the sense of not in the sense that you get shot back at or anything like that it's just dealing with pain in the backside people so it yeah. is more than anything whereas if you're just in a team with a group of friends there's no one there bad mouthing from another team or anything like that you can just chill out and go for it um so that was kind of a semi disappointment uh, for me uh, when it comes to Uncharted. Um, <laughs> another thing I remember as well was they did tent up for uh, it was Assassin's Creed Revelations at that time, and at this time, I was no way in the Assassin's Creed. I had not played a single Assassin's Creed game, so I was just like, nah, not interested in going to that, and just we dandered on and did everything else that we wanted to do. And none of us played Skylanders either. I know that was that was. I think that has to be the biggest surprise of what we didn't play. We were there now. We had, we didn't go and play the new Gears or anything at that time as well because literally it was like having Gears just think, hit the stores. I think it was just a bite to come out. So we were just like, nah, yeah. no, no biggie. Even though the queues were huge, we didn't go play the new Halo at that time either. No, because again, was. it was just like, nah, not really interested. And at that stage as well, we thought. Skylanders isn't going to be that interesting at all so we didn't I don't think any of us knew what it was really to yeah. be honest with you we were just like what is this you know yeah. it was just like no no you're alright we'll move on um, I think Luke was the only one who played the Star Wars Old Republic game as well yeah because it was PC based yeah. so um, which now I think you can play for free quite yeah, a bit you so you can yeah. um, but they had a cool statue as well one of the characters there nearby yeah. uh, then they were showing the uh, this is how long ago this is like that how long it took for that GoldenEye game to come out because that was when the um, the, the James Bond DB the Aston Martin oh, there as right. well and then we got our um, Nutley got our uh, Battlefield name tags yeah the Battlefield name tags <laughs> Nutley Nutley yeah. um, Mr. Hey there mate cheers um Ours were okay. I still have mine on my shelf somewhere. I saw mine down there somewhere as well. But um, we did that. Then I saw the F1 game, but it was only coming out a few weeks later anyway. Didn't so interview. did an interview. And was like, you just hear <laughs> in the background. And then Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City, which I thought was the best thing since sliced bread. And, and me, that, me and Chris both made a machine break. And then actually playing the full game. Which, you know, Capcom were kind enough to send us, and, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm all for free stuff, but big disappointment. You know, it was too short. It was far, far too short. Yeah. It was, it was, that was a real disappointment that how short it was, um, because it was, it was a fun game to play. Because it was just like you, what you wanted, us all being in the same team. Yeah, exactly, versus tons of AI. Um, but it was just the fact that we, I think we blew through that in a couple of hours. Like it yeah. was, it was not long First at all. First playthrough, we'd actually done it. We'd finished it. Yeah. Um, but it was. I think was it. Didn't we vote that our game of the show? Our no, sorry, it was our biggest surprise of the show. I yeah, think, or and something then our like that. prototype was like um, that was one to watch. Yeah, something along those lines. Um, but uh, yeah, prototype. Two was probably one of the big highlights of Game Fest as well because that was obviously another the interaction that we did, you know, yeah, like, which was pretty good. Diafrakia, yeah. Sadly, a lot of stuff went down after that. Sort of, you know, we we had the touch of death by the looks of it. <laughs> In regards to that, unfortunately, the guys who'd done uh, Prototype Two, um, Activision, kind of slashed their budgets and they had to 
release a lot of people from their work. Um, luckily, um, as far as I'm aware, Dave is still a part of the company, so mm-hmm. uh, that's that's good to hear. You know, no offense to anybody else who worked for the the company. Well, it's pretty much the same way as THQ is now with it being done. And well, like THQ 2K, is done. Two K getting the WWE license, and they've hired apparently quite a few guys from THQ to apparently carry still, it on. Apparently, there's still a game coming out this fall for it. If they get a game out this fall, I will be shocked. Yeah, I'll be shocked if it's if it's not it, ropey or anything. Yeah, I've. I well, would, I would, I would have, I would have real reservations about yeah. this. This well, coming years. I met up with Dylan Cook, my co-host from was, What the I, Shell. That was, that, as well. the, that was even before What the Shell. Well, before What the yeah, Shell. Yeah, because that was the case of I'd talked to him, you know, like a Master of the Universe podcast and stuff. And when Chris that was, was the thing, when Chris was still extremely enthusiastic about. That was it. the thing. Was that you know, like Dylan had travelled down for quite a bit to meet us, you know, and Dylan's been gracious enough to say to us that. You know, to go over to the um, the expo thing in November. You know, like the big one yeah. in Manchester, and he would go go down to meet us as well. Um, so that may be a possibility later on in the year. Because I do, I do think that having done Game Fest, sadly, you know, I would, I would have seen Game Fest as becoming possibly like a yearly thing that we would have done. But sadly, with what happened with game kind of in the last year and a year or so game fest has kind of not crumbled and died but um taken a back seat in terms of the company's priorities um from word floating about it does look like it will come back eventually but probably not this year i would say it would be nice to have it come back though because it was such a fun weekend. Number one, Chris getting you know, like so Chris getting to meet Dylan, meeting a new you know friend and Luke and that sort of stuff. Um, being a member of the press, all that sort of stuff. Um, I was a member. One, of the, sorry, I was a member of the Scottish. Uh, one of the key, team. Or I'm sorry, I have to mention this. One of the key highlights, and it's simply because I'm not a fan of the game, and you know where I'm probably going here is. Jumping the three RQ for <laughs> Call of Duty yeah, Modern that Warfare Three. That was so much fun alone for me just to go bye and just walk straight past the queue and straight in. Um, and the Call of Duty guys were actually I have to give it to them. They were sound guys, so they were because you know they said you know they were asking you know how many people do you want to play it and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, well, I'm not playing. I says you know I'm just. You know, I'll take the pictures and all that sort of stuff. So, Chris and Natalie got to. I don't know how we managed to wangle Natalie getting into it because she didn't have a press pass. Um, but uh, Natalie and Chris played Modern Warfare Three, and I was busy taking pictures around the place. The only thing, only rules was the thing: don't take a direct picture of the screen. You can yeah. take like a wide shot. Yeah. Um, but they were nice enough as well to give us. Um, they would give out prizes. To people who would get to say a certain wave or something, wasn't oh, it? I think, we, I think we got the prestige badge. Yeah. Um, but we but, didn't get one to get a t shirt. And then I went and got the t shirt for free anyway, because I'm not sure Dave Frackia sent us the prototype t shirts. The, pro, the prototype the package with t shirts yeah. and what was it, like chewing gum and stuff like yeah, that? Posters and stuff. And the posters. Yeah. That was that was awesome of him. Yeah. Um, and pro, pro, free copies as well. Again, that Call of Duty thing was a highlight just simply because all the dirty looks we were getting from people <laughs> yeah. going like, here, you just walked through there. Why, why, I was, I've been waiting here two and a half hours to play this game. And it's like, 
well, no, sorry. And then obviously your man Lee, who I met as well. Mm-hmm, this is true. You know, like, so, you know, it was, it was a good trip, you know, and, like, and we did meet quite a lot of people. I was actually recognised, oh, you work in the art store, don't you? I was like, yeah, and I've got like, I thought I recognised you. Know, I can't even get away from the place. <laughs> but I think one of the biggest letdowns for me was... Um, was the Ridge Racer game Ridge Racer and Zelda because Zelda you didn't have an awful lot of room or time to play it and they didn't show Natalie how to play it I didn't, I, d- I didn't after their experiences with Zelda I didn't even bother to play it, it. I, actually, game? I actually still haven't even played the game It's I'll get to it eventually in due course but just that was that was one of the big letdowns definitely for Game Fest was the fact that the Zelda game just was like it was like you say it was very compact yeah the stand the nintendo stand nintendo had a very small presence at game fest for all the games because they had a 3ds area at the time and you know they'd maybe only have a handful of units for certain games f- at the yeah, time i think it was near a four for each game it four for like Mario Kart, so and Mario Three Ma- Land. Mario but, Kart was on like a wall, went you but know, then the sort of there, and then Mario Three D Land was like around there, and then like they like to say, driver Pokemon Rumble they would only have, and then Metal Gear, which was oh, awful. Oh, dear, that dear, was dear. the down of the show though, and then Resident Evil Revelations, which you know, like you look back. Then it was only on 3DS, and then in May time it's coming out in all the major consoles. Aye, they're probably bringing it out. You know, so by the way, have you bought your F Zero for your Wii U yet for 30p? No, I haven't. I have to do that. Um, but uh, also going up to the Nintendo reps and going, "Oh yeah, yeah, you know, I correspond with such and such. Do you know them?" No. Yeah. I, I, I don't know them. They were obviously girls hired just to stand there and make sure people didn't try and steal a 3DS at the time. The best free swag that we got were those N7 t-shirts. I know, we were given... Not in the we were just given soundtrack. We were just given, we were just given a handful of t-shirts. Yeah. Really needed a bigger bag, I think. If anything like... If we ever oh, go to... Yeah, if we ever go to... Any, if we go to anything like this again, like, say, the Expo with Dylan or that Eurogamer that happens in London... We're gonna to have to have like a bigger dedicated bag just to simply put swag in. Yeah. Um. Because the likes of the driver soundtrack just, I just wasn't expecting. No, I just fitted mine in. Sure, Natalie in her Skyrim bag. I was sure my bag broke on the final day. My strap went <laughs> on my shoulder, so I only had a flipping single strapped bag. That's right. We had, although in the second we were able to dump our bags. At the press office thing, we didn't have to walk around. That was with that was lucky because the first day it was just like oh, it was the first day just kind of took its toll on my bag and yeah. it just died in the morning. <laughs> but um, no, it was a good laugh. But I definitely think it is something we're going to have to do again. Be it the likes of that uh, was it the MCM Expo? That's the one. Called? That's the one he's talking about. Yeah, is. one of those or uh, like so the uh, the Eurogamer uh, event in London. That's kind of effectively very similar to the sort of. You know, a game fest, um, but uh, I think I think MCM would probably be a winner in the sense of you get the sort of people we would want to meet going yeah. to those sort of shows because um, the likes of a lot of the Mass Effect voice actors and stuff tend to go to the likes of these shows um, because I know that I think booked in for later on in the year is Ali Hillis. Um, the voice of Liara, um, that would be just something to flaunt in Natalie's face. I'd be like Natalie, look, um, the girl who um, 
voiced Samantha Trainer in Mass Effect Three. The voice of Jack is booked in as well. Um, I think Edge is maybe booked in as well again. Oh, because he was there last year. So he might. He, was, his, he was there. His, doing, he was doing there. He was there. His for signings for were very, very, very short. Mm-hmm. You know, like the I don't think he got the meet. He wasn't like sitting there like all day. Yeah, I think he was only sitting there for like a few hours at best because mm-hmm. the UK Rampage fellas, you know, all met him. You know, mm-hmm. but they, you know, as it seemed to be quite rushed because then it went straight from that, and then they got their photo taken with them as well. Yeah, but um, I think also the cool thing with um, what would be cool for MCM would be. Um, because when Dylan went to it last year, he got to see some sneak peeky stuff for the turtles and all that. Yeah. So there's always the likes of those sort of things going on, which would be uh, pretty cool to see. So we would have to try and sort out press passes for that. But then there's also the part of me that's dying inside about uh, wanting to do E3 now, because I'm just like, with the new consoles, this is... We predicted in our flipping first episode of the year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not they're not going to have time to get the consoles out for flipping holidays twenty thirteen and PlayStation go and put us to bloody shame. Yeah, but whether we get it in twenty thirteen or we get it at the start of two thousand fourteen. I know this is this is the thing, but um, you just know now this is everything's going to come out in the laundry at E three this year now. So. Um, well, if you're going I, to E3, don't be counting me to go with you. Oh, no, no, flip me. Mister, we're lucky to get the man to flipping right uh, on the plane for eight hours to go to New York, let alone uh, 14 hours to go to LA. Um, <laughs> go insane. But, um, no, I, th- I think it's kind of, with this whole PlayStation thing that's happened, I think it's interesting they've now put the ball in Xbox's court and said, okay, let's be having you. Yeah. Sort of thing with the graphics and all and the... Watchdogs looks outstanding, but we all kind of knew that was going to be an well, anyway, game. we're talking about new stuff instead of talking about old stuff. I so, know. what's our next subject? And we'll take a break because we've been rambling for a bit. Okay, okay. So, we shall go to the break and then we'll come back and talk a little bit about wrestling, um, us going to Mania and stuff, and uh, favourite WrestleManias, stuff like that. Cool. Okay, okay. So, we'll see you after the break, boys and girls. Bye. I'm Eric Stewart, singer-songwriter and the voice of Brock and James from Pokemon. You're listening to Alan and Chris on Operation Retroshock. From Omega to Mars, from the council to the seediest bars, from the reaches of space to the pillars of a sorry grace. There are battle warmatarians lacking in humility, Julians are bragging about their reach and flexibility, the clutter of the city spreads to the lowliest stars. But no matter what scars you bear, whatever uniform you wear, you can fight like a Krogan, run like a leopard, but you'll never be better than Commander Shepard. Hey, this is Chris Jericho and Fozzie. You're listening to Operation Retroshock with Chris and Alan, the sexiest beasts in the UK, besides me, of course.
Hi, this is Larry Cavi, the voice of Lionel from Thundercats. You're listening to Alan Price and Chris Vint on Operation Retroshock. Thunder, 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 Thundercats. It's blooper time, everybody, and uh, this one comes from way back in episode three. Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to a special edition of Operation Retroshock. We're throwing out a little mid-month edition for y'all a bonus episode i'm alan price as you already know and i'm not going to let the individual to my right butt in as he always does i'm going to take the show into my own hands and welcome not welcome alan (laughs) and thank off alan (laughs) (laughs) thank alan Hello everybody and welcome back from the break. We hope you're rested and rejuvenated and have had a little cup of tea or something like that to, to help the old vocal cords. I've had a wee bit of Pepsi to um, be straight edge and uh, clear up the old throat. So uh, we've only two more subjects to go here so uh, we're probably going to get close I would suspect here to the 2R market the way we're going. Um, so first up, we're going to discuss a little bit of WrestleMania. Um, as you will probably know if you've been listening, uh, me and Chris are going to WrestleMania 29 in New Jersey in April. So uh, yay for us. Indeed. Uh, it's going to be so much fun, it's unbelievable. Um, it seems that each day that goes by, more and more seems to get added to what's happening at Wrestlemania weekend uh, but specifically little, more and more to make Chris happy as well little of it seems to be for the actual Wrestlemania uh-huh. event or Wrestlemania access it seems mm-hmm. to be things outside it yes. obviously people who follow us on Twitter or Facebook would know that Alan myself and Chris Hill Mr Big Red who will be appearing on an episode of WrestleShock uh, maybe a WrestleShock slash Operation RetroShock crossover mm. well we'll probably be talking about we haven't done the 2003 year sure we haven't we've done 2001 and 2 I don't think we have so we'll probably be doing 2003 um, year then um, yeah we're meeting The Undertaker, the on, Undertaker. The, on the Friday um, very very 
lucky, you know, that Alan managed to snag her tickets. Whoop, whoop. And then uh, I am meeting the immortal Hulk Hogan the day after. <laughs> you know, so um, to meet these two icons, these two, you know, awesome people, you know, like in the space of two days, and then um, perhaps meeting the likes of Bret Hart, Kurt Angle, Lita, mm. Bobby Heenan, you know, things like that. Um, there's just going to be like so much to do. Um, um, and it just seems to be, as Alan says, you know, with each passing day, there seems to be more things added. You know, there's talk of Vince Russo actually being added for WrestleCon as well, which would be interesting, but nothing that I... I wouldn't be rushing to meet him. No, nor would I. Nor would to I. be quite honest, um, it is looking so far that the only sort of free day we're going to have in the schedule is the Tuesday. <laughs> so it is, because... Yeah. Um, we fly out um, of Belfast on the uh, Thursday morning. Uh, yeah, because I was actually, you know, whenever we book those flights, August. Yep. Yep. August, because I was actually looking at them on because I was seeing what our luggage weight was. That's like twenty kilos or something. Like that. Yeah, twenty twenty five kilos. So it is. So don't worry, my suitcase is probably going to have like you know. Five T-shirts and an extra pair of jeans and a pair of shoes in there, along with the you know necessities. Then there's probably going to my suitcase probably going to weigh about five kilos, fifteen kilos for bringing crap back. Yeah. Um, but we fly out of Belfast on the Thursday morning UK time. Um, it's going to be a lovely early start, Chris. Um, well, the flight leaves at about eleven, but for international flights like that, you're going to have to be there three or four hours early. No, it says that you just need to be there an hour early on the actual but ticket thing. It says you need to be there an hour early. Being an American flight, I would want to be there a wee bit earlier than an hour, to be quite honest. Well, we'll be there an hour and five minutes early. Stop <laughs> oh, being a pain in the backside. I'm not being a pain in the backside. I'm going to say to the security guy, "Hey, see that guy over there? Check his bag out." Hello. Don't know. Don't know what he'll be smuggling. <laughs> I'm not Jack Swagger, you know. <laughs> oh damn! Um, but we fly out of the out of uh, Belfast International Airport at uh, about eleven o'clock in the morning UK time. Flight time is estimated to be about eight hours, so really we're only going to go forward about three hours in time by the time we reach New yeah, York because like we go back one. five hours. Yeah, yeah. It's half one by the time we get there. Which is which is it's always a nice advantage when you're going to America that you end up going back, so you don't actually lose a lot of your day. Alan, we got to go back. In time. No, I'm not singing it. No, I'm not going. Not starting to sing. No. Um, so yeah, we arrive in uh, Newark, New Jersey, um, just after lunchtime, uh, Eastern time, and uh, then we'll probably be spending about an hour and a half, two hours, just to get through security. Um, that's there's nothing. There's nothing that annoyed me more when I first went to New York than. Uh, you're you're like I'm finally here I'm finally here I'm finally here and then it's like I have to wait still it's like they're tempting you um well, that's yeah. to speed things up <laughs> but um then the uh, Thursday evening uh, we are uh, going to uh, access just general access on the Thursday evening then on the Friday like Chris says um me, him, and Mr. Big Red, Chris Hill, are going to be meeting the Undertaker. So we've got um, the Friday. We've got the Friday. Well, Friday day is Friday obviously day. whenever we're going to meet Mike. Mm-hmm. Friday so day. We're going to catch up with Mike and spend a bit of time with Mike. So that'll probably be not an early start, but probably you know 
10 or 11. 10, start, 10 half 10, yeah. sort of thing. Um, you know, don't get up too early, you know. No, on um, a holiday. Well, mine Friday would probably well have to be up early anyway to check out of that hotel to then go check into the Sheraton. Because well, we have to true. check because we have to check into the WWE hotel on the Friday. Mm. Um, but yeah, most of Friday, me and Dale probably be spent messing about either. I would maybe see Friday day possibly be in the mic stuff and then um, just maybe a bit about Times Square or something like that. Um, and then Friday evening, as we say, will be Undertaker. Um, for myself, uh, Mr. Vint and Mr. Hill, um, the English boys and all are going to see ROH um, at the Hammerstein, so that'll be kind of cool for them, the fact that they get to go to the Hammerstein and experience the Hammerstein. That was one thing I found kind of funny with uh, PlayStation when they announced the PS4, it was from the Hammerstein ballroom. Oh, you're saying it looks weird. And it didn't, it, didn't look at, it didn't look anything like the Hammerstein, in fact, <laughs> they, put, they just put big swanky Sony screens around the entire thing. Um, but um, so they get to experience the Hammerstein which will be kind of cool for them I'm sure it'll be just as crazy a crowd as you would expect from say an ECW show or something like that um, but uh, needless to say we're just extremely happy that we're going to be getting to see The Undertaker and do the uh, VIP tour um, then uh, Saturday is the day that Mr. Vint meets Hulk Hogan so that'll be extremely good for him. Uh, Mr. Hill is meeting uh, Kane on the Saturday morning at Access VIP. Um, so I'll probably be tagging along with him. Chris will maybe be tagging along with Haley at WrestleCon on the Saturday morning. We're then. going by my Todd. <laughs> Chris alone in New York. It's a bad combination. Uh, watch out, New York. Um, then Saturday afternoon, uh, all of us bark. Mr. Fent actually have a Saturday afternoon access ticket, but um, I have a funny feeling that that'll work itself out anyway, so um, yeah, not much really to worry about that. And then Saturday evening we have the Hall of Fame. Yep. Which will be awesome. I, you know, we still we're still waiting for another couple like people here to get a night. Oh, totally, so because we've only had us four. Yeah, we've had what well, we've had Bruno, we've had Trish, we've had Foley, Foley and Backlund. Yeah, so that's yeah. All, that's all we've got so far. And there was they were talking that this is going to be a bigger Hall of Fame. Did you see the thing in the dirt sheets there the other day? Who they'd been considering inducting into the Hall of Fame, celebrity wise? Yeah, they'd been thinking of inducting Trump. Uh, well, okay. but they've they, apparently they've changed their mind. They're not going to do that this year. And I was just like, I'm so happy because, see, to be quite honest. On screen in WWE, he's been fine, but see in real life, he's an utter bleep. Nice. Um, just some of the stuff that that boy was spouting during. Uh, sorry, America. Some of the stuff that was coming out of his mouth uh, during the whole presidential election there, towards the end of the year, and all towards Barack Obama and his backwards thinking uh, from Mister Trump was a bit ridiculous. Like. Um, I'm not going to get into political debate here, but just some of the stupid stuff that he was coming out with was ridiculous. And needless to say, he got fairly ripped to shreds on Twitter. I don't think I could take 20 minutes of him talking about getting inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Who would you like to see go in, celebrity-wise? There's two celebrity -wise, that I have. Well, number one for me would be Mr. T. Yeah. But Mr. T says he doesn't want to be involved in a Hall of Fame that inducted Pete Rose before him. Um, which, to be quite honest, all fair play to you, Mr. T. Well, to T. be honest with you, if they could get Sam Martino to change his mind, they'll get, they could get Mr. Get Mr. T, yes. Um, who was the other one that I heard recently that they were thinking of putting in? And I was like, yeah, that could, that would be interesting. Bob uh, Barker? It was something to do with Schwarzenegger as well. 
Rousseau was it friends with Schwarzenegger that's been involved as well, and they were thinking of getting him to induct the person. Can't remember, but um, See, Bob Barker, I would go for. Bob Barker would be decent enough, yeah. Chuck Norris. Bob Barker. <laughs> Chuck Norris. Um, I wouldn't want any sort of celebrity like Floyd Mayweather or something to go in because that's too recent in memory, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Burt Reynolds would be another good one for me. Mm, he would. He would you get Piper is quite close to him. You get Piper to induct him. Mm, that's he true. Could. There's also been talk about the whole Cindy Lauper thing, but I don't think it. It doesn't look like it's pointing in that direction. Don't get me wrong. We could be completely surprised, and they could decide. Um, hey, else could be a good possibility as a celebrity inductee. Um, Ozzy Osbourne's involved a couple of times, but whether he could string a coherent twenty-minute speech together it's is another thing. Keeper, I would imagine there. Yeah. You've got Alice Cooper as a possibility as well, um, which uh, Mr. Hill would probably be happy enough with because he's named his car after Alice Cooper. Uh, but it's a Mini Cooper, everybody, so it's a play on words. Um, no, I don't need to sit here and go through every single celebrity no. that's appeared at a wrestling. I've no, I've no particular, I've no particular inclination towards anybody in particular. But you know, I would first and foremost like Mr. T, but chances of that are probably pretty slim. Yeah, uh, we'll go for Mr. T and Bob Barker. Um, I also think it's fair to say that we would like uh, the likes of Jake's, the Snake Roberts and all to get announced for the Hall of Fame as other inductees. I would love pretty that. Sweet. I would love that. That would just make that would just make it even sweeter. You know, like especially uh, it would round out a very very well not round out a year, but kind of sum up how things are almost, going. It almost sum congr- up how things are going for yeah, Jake. Yeah, almost congratulate him on you know doing what he's actually been doing mm-hmm. you know absolutely and because um, you can near enough do that him and ddp for me ddp deserves a place in the hall of fame for what he's doing at the moment to be quite yeah, honest it seems to be like the wrestling outhouse if so you, if you haven't like, if you haven't been paying attention everybody go onto youtube and search for ddp's channel and just look back through some of the videos involving him and jake and uh, now more recently uh, they've managed to talk scott hall into going and uh, living with them I honestly think it's not a matter of time before um, Tommy Sitch turns up there, Sonny. Because he seems to be just going off the rails. Yeah, she's she's turned around and apologised to WB officials for her behaviour. That isn't going to get your money back, Tommy, sadly. Um, The opportunity was in your hands. That's, That's... One thing I was surprised that WB never pulled the plug on Scott Hall's treatments, but I think it's something to do with... Tommy constantly getting pulled over and arrested for DUI than anything, whereas yeah. Scott was just would be in his house sort of thing. Mm. Well, but anyway. Um, anyway, we are uh, going away from things <laughs> there. Yeah. Then on the uh, the Sunday, uh, it looks like we could possibly end up maybe doing access Sunday morning or WrestleCon. It depends what way it's going to fall. That one's kind of on a flip of a coin at the moment. Well, I think for me it would probably for me at the moment be edging towards doing WrestleCon because I'm more than likely not going to be able to do WrestleCon on the Saturday yeah plus I want to meet the likes of Lita and all that's what it would be for me because I want to meet Carangle mm-hmm. and Lita and probably meet Bret Hart Bobby yeah well you see some of them I'll probably do I don't even know if I'll and do Saturday. Saturday afternoon I may just you know stay there and just try and meet some people mm-hmm. and whatnot because you know the English fellas are going to be there um, so uh, as yet, as yet it's, it's undecided you know like it could be a case of we'll just have to wait and see but at the minute it looks like I'm meeting more legends than I am current superstars <laughs> you know but um, 
that's neither here nor there. Uh, I'm happy, you know, like if I get to meet the likes of Alberta, Del Rio, Ziegler, Miz, etc. I'm mm. happy with that. If I don't, I've met Hulk Hogan and The Undertaker, and that for me. You're not going to cry. That for me is, uh, as I said, they could cancel WrestleMania, and I'd be happy. I disagree. <laughs> no, but I'd be, I'd be happy with. I know you'd be you happy know, what, like, what has actually happened, you know. Yeah. And then, of course, Sunday evening we are going to have WrestleMania itself. Um, it looks like it's going to be a decent enough uh, pay per view the way we're heading. Um, obviously, one certain match is now very, very much up in the air. Two matches are really up in the air at the minute. Well, that's true, but one more recently than anything with do you the not hear that Swagger that, Del Rio. Do you not hear that uh, apparently, according to the dirt sheets, that they've already um, started rewriting stuff for him? For Del Rio and all, yeah. For Swagger, yeah, there was a thing that on the Bleacher Report. Uh, I'll just read it out briefly here. Um, give me a sec while it loads up. Um, but yeah, obviously with Jack Swagger being pulled over for DUI, possession of marijuana and speeding. Great, um, great combination there, yeah, Jack. Yeah, the Miz engaged ex Diva Maria. Good, yeah, good, good on you, son. Um, hurry up and load up here. Um, according to a report in Wrestling Observer subscriber newsletter, Creative was working late on Wednesday night to come up with ideas which doesn't sound good for Swagger and Seb Coulter. As reported at TMZ, Swagger was recently arrested, blah blah blah. Very interesting, it is noted that the original plan was for Swagger to win the World Heavyweight Championship from Del Rio WrestleMania 29. It said that if WWE officials saw fit to change the direction of the match, then Dolph Ziggler would most likely get the WrestleMania match with Del Rio. Hmm. So, there you go. I don't think it would be logical to put Ziggler in against Del Rio. You know, straight in is just a straight out match. You know, here's your shot, go for it. If Swagger ends up suspended and loses the WrestleMania match, the rest uh, altogether could cost him upwards of a uh, quarter of a million. And more silly, importantly, silly it's rare that performers get a second chance. They almost never get a third one. Silly, silly boy, Jack. Um, mind, um, I managed to catch the first couple of minutes before coming around here to record any of Sean's latest video. And he made, a, I think, a very good point in the sense that it's probably something Jack's done for yonks, for absolute ages, you know, just, you know, have a wee smoke before... You know, reaching his hotel or something like that. Mm -hmm. it just happens that this has been the one in a thousand time that he's got and he's been caught. But seriously, at this, you know, when you've been given this opportunity to come back and get pushed as hard as he has, like, how long has he been back on TV? Two, three weeks at most. Yeah. And he's he was in the, he's put in the main event for the world heavyweight title. You know. That's something you just don't take There's a chance about. There's here as well. It says the five WWE non-wrestling personalities that will be placed in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Number one is Michael Cole. Number two no. is Lillian Garcia. No. Number three is Mark Eaton, the timekeeper. What? Number four is Carlos Cabrera, the right. um, you know, Spanish announce. Mm -hmm. And the other one is Mike Yoda. Why, 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 why and why? <laughs> No, 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 no. Yeah. So yeah. So Sunday we've got the WrestleMania, and then the next night we've got Monday Night Raw. I. Th it's weird that. It's weird that I'm almost more as much excited for the Monday Night Raw as I am actually the WrestleMania itself. I think it's just that we know stuff goes down on that Raw. Yeah. That is. A big surprise. I could personally see from where everything looks like it's going. For thirty. 
um, the rumours of doing a Rock Brock match that we could probably see you know, Rock will be out we all pretty much are 99% certain here that Rock will end up dropping the title to Cena at Mania it's the logical thing to do, Rock won the last match then Cena wins this match um, but I could see that on Monday Night Raw the Rock comes out and says you know it was great to hold the title one more time, and you know, I'm go- this is the time I'm going to actually properly buy out. Yeah, unless and then he we says, ha- and then we get the dun dun dun. Yeah, unless dun. he unless he says something like, "I don't have any unfinished business." This is then, what I wanted to do. And then Brock comes out and says, yeah. "I have unfinished business yeah. with you," which is, which I'd be actually quite okay with that feud because it was Brock that kind of technically ended. Rock's last run. Yeah, the thing though is, is that if you're again, we're going off on a massive tangent here, but that's that's going to be a feud that's going to take ages to build up because neither of them are there all the yeah. time. You know, like it said that the Rock's been advertised for Extreme Rules. You know, so whether he's going to wrestle, you know, like another paper, a couple of pay per views, and then well, he is entitled to a rematch. That's the thing. Mm, well, um, but it's I don't know. Well, you know, like and then the. The Tuesday is our free day, you know, so whether it's a case of them, because I think Friday's going to be too much of a push. Well, I think me, I think Mike would like me to go to the hockey on the Tuesday night, so that's probably going to happen in the night, but that's the mm. night time, so, yeah. but literally all day Tuesday there is no access or anything like that. Yes, there's Smackdown tapings, but they're miles away. Yeah, you know. four hours away. If, they'd, if it had been, say somewhere local enough in terms of the grand scheme of New York we maybe would have went to but the fact that it's a good distance away it's just like for the travel to get there and back it's not really worth it better just to have kind of a free day to actually just mess about New York than anything yeah. day where we get to take Chris to see Rockefeller Center and uh, see where 30 Rock was filmed and stuff like that and Ghostbusters Firehouse Ghostbusters Firehouse all those sort of things um, do the typical silly touristy stuff. We'll, we'll still have time, like on the Friday, to go like the Ground Zero and things like mm-hmm. that. Because where our hotel is, isn't it kicking the arse off everything? You know. Oh well, it's it's right at Times Square, so you know it's the center of everything in New York, yep. Times Square. So um, we'll no doubt be doing Toys R Us and all those sort of stores in Times Square as well. Just and imagine Haley and Crystal buying a multitude of figures. <laughs> so, but yes, um, the Toys R Us is fantastic in New York. You and can the Nintendo shop we'll have to go to, you see. Nintendo World, yes. Um, also fantastic. One of my favourite places when I visited New York the first time. I spend a bundle in that place. <laughs> um, I remember this is the th- weird thing, right? I bought two mugs for tea um, when I was in the Nintendo shop. One has aged really, really well. One has aged really, really badly. It's it's completely weird. One looks like it's completely brand new. It hasn't looked like it's aged today, whereas the other one is really faded. Because they do different character mugs. So you've got your soul character. So obviously myself being a huge Donkey Kong fan, I got the Donkey Kong mug. And then I got one with just like the big group shot in Nintendo characters. The Nintendo characters one is the one that hasn't aged, whereas Donkey Kong's just faded to hell. I haven't overused it or anything, it's just weird. But um, you'll like it in the Nintendo store, the wall that is just the entire first level of the original Mario. Yeah. Like, so that stuff is really, really cool. And then you've got the kind of, there's a wee museum and all there as well with old Game Boys and things like that in it. Um, and the door handles are shaped like Pokeballs. <laughs> um, 
So that is cool place. But um, I'll be looking forward to Rockefeller as well because um, there'll be stuff I'll be wanting to pick up in the NBC store that I didn't um, get to the first time I was there because since I was last in New York, I became a big fan of the TV show Chuck and it was an NBC show and so I'll probably be picking up a few things from that store in regards to that TV show but like you say we'll be doing ground zero stuff like that I don't think there'll probably be time to do Statue of Liberty this is the thing no, not really. I'm I don't fussed, I'm, not, I'm not really that fussed um, mind I don't even I don't even think it's been reopened since the whole Hurricane Sandy thing so um, the option mightn't be, even be there anyway so it's no, no biggie and then, um, as I said, me and Mike might do ice hockey. We're going to see what the crack is. Uh, it'll be more than, it'll more than likely happen. I would suspect. because um, uh, he was saying that he was trying to organise transportation for you because you have to go to Pittsburgh or something. Pittsburgh? No, <laughs> it's well, new. I don't it's know. New. Or <laughs> no, I was like, well, am I going to Pittsburgh? Uh, um, no, it's the game that the only sort of game that would be doable for me and Mike while I'm there is the New York Islanders versus his Philadelphia Flyers but that's that's in the uh, Coliseum and that's in New York so it is so oh, yeah. um, unless he's planning to surprise me with something I don't know no well he's just saying <laughs> he's looking at transportation and stuff was all, all I heard alright fair enough I don't know because Chris had mentioned something about it and I was just like dude I don't know anything about this and I don't know anything no, who, who is this Turkey yeah and it's just like well you know like if you know, if Alan's wanting to go, he can, he can go. <laughs> that's fine. You, know? <laughs> you can go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's there's going to be plenty to do anyway. And then Wednesday will probably be sort of chill, mosey about, uh, you know, in the morning and into the early afternoon and then get ready to go for the flight home. Yeah, because our flight's at like half nine at night. Half nine at night, but it is again to get through the airport security. You probably have to with the afternoon traffic in New York probably be leaving Manhattan Island at about uh, 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon uh, to make sure you're there totally on time but um, <sighs> it'll be alright, we'll be fine um, it is going to be fun we are. We will talk a bit more about everything in regards to uh, on our actual WrestleShock episode um, but that's the quick rundown even though it took about what 20 minutes probably um, in regards to the actual, yeah, uh, <laughs> in regards to the actual trip, um, we'll talk a wee bit more about our favourite mania moments as well in that Wrestle Shock episode. We were going to do that here, but um, I think we've talked enough about yeah our uh, Wrestle Mania trip. Yeah, are you wanting to take a tr- uh, break? Or are you wanting to go straight into Star Wars? No, I'll just go straight into Star Wars, and then we can just mind it like that. Okie dokie. Okay, well, there's been a lot going on in this world in the last uh, while in regards to since um, since we've last really discussed anything um, in regards to Star Wars. Uh, Disney has bought them over for uh, four billion for four gajillion bajillion dollars. Um, goes, yeah, it's all going towards education. Yeah, fair play to you, George. Then yeah. you know you may be a bit of a silly person at times, but um, you were going to say idiot, weren't you? Yes, uh, I, had to, I had to change that because uh, I'm using too many Northern Ireland sayings this evening. Um, sure, mucker. Mucker! What's a crack, Chief? Bite you. Bite you. <laughs> is like, what is going on here? They're making noises. <laughs> They're making noises. Is this some alter- alternative dialect going on right now? Um, but yes, Disney bought over 
LucasArts so, and all that sort of stuff. So uh, Disney are now in control of the uh, Star Wars franchise. Pretty much immediately announced then that there's going to be a Star Wars episode 7, 8 and 9, a, a third trilogy of the movies. Um, then it was more recently announced that there is going to be standalone movies. Yeah. Names popping out of the hat at the moment are a Han Solo dedicated movie, a uh, Boba Yoda. Fett and a Yoda uh, standalone movies. Now uh, definitely I would be very interested in a Yoda standalone. Um, seeing his younger years and stuff like that would be very very cool in my I think opinion. Obviously Yoda they can just CGI and that's going to be fine but with ha- with Harrison. Han Solo you know like you're just going to have Harrison to Ford yeah. them. This is the thing they're going to have to have a younger actor if they do. Apparently Mr. Chaos Hill has wrote songs that ne- will never get old but go on theme song. I agree. <laughs> Sorry, I'm meeting Chris. Don't, don't read it out loud. The WB blue one? Yeah. Mm. Congratulations, Sam. <laughs> um, <laughs> why? Um, it completely threw me off thought. Yeah, so Han, Han Solo standalone movie. Um, if they're going to do a younger version of him, they're going to have to have someone else play him. And to be quite honest, I, I think that would take me out of the movie. Um, the Yoda one, yeah, CGI as you say, that would be fine. There's also been word of possibly doing an Obi Wan one based after Episode Three, um, so to kind of like span the gap between three and four, which I would be reasonably interested in seeing, because uh, Ewan McGregor does indeed play a pretty good Obi Wan in my opinion. Um, what, what, which one would you be most interested in? Yoda. Yoda. I'd be interested to see what they did with Harrison Ford with the um, Han Solo one but I think I think it's going to be hard to get somebody like Harrison Ford to play Han Solo especially Han Solo in his younger years I know they kind of did it with young Indiana Jones mm. you know like where in, in Indiana Jones they had um, oh god his name escapes me he played young Indiana young Indy are you meaning the actual Young Indiana Jones series? No, no, the, one the actual movie. movie. Yeah, it was uh, isn't River it? Phoenix. Ah, uh, he yeah. was. Yeah, um, him. So I don't know, but also Yoda they could do because they could just CGI him. He saw Frank Oz to do the voice and stuff. So be interesting to see that whether we get to see, you know, because obviously we've had Qui Gon Jinn. So whether we see like a, a really old, you know, like a Jedi that we've never even heard of before. Give me a standalone Qui Gon Jinn story. Oh yeah. Bit of Liam Neeson action, mate. He's getting old now, so he's he in his sixties. It's actually hard to believe. He'll that. probably play Paisley in the, if they're going to make a film on Paisley. Too. No, 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 no. Okay, we say no. Uh, <laughs> fine line, Chris. Fine line. Says yeah. uh, <laughs> the guy went no, no, no. I know. That's. I'm just saying that in general, we're treading fine line there. Yeah. Um, I do think a uh, Qui Gon Jinn standalone would be interesting, but you know. I think Liam Neeson's aged a wee bit too much from his time in Star Wars, but CGI does wonders nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would be more interested in an Obi-Wan story than a Qui-Gon. Uh, I think Yoda would probably be the biggest winner out of these. Um, I think the Boba Fett one coming out is more for those people, the diehards, that kind of would like to see that. I honestly um, didn't care about Boba Fett, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't, you know... I would go and see it, but it won't make or break me. No, you know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, 
then uh, like we say we we're gonna have seven eight and nine um, already word coming out uh, from not only uh, official sources but unofficial sources Hamill has stated that he has been spoken to he hasn't been signed up for anything well, else yet. Hamill said that him Ford and Fisher have all been talked to mm-hmm. but there's nothing you know official yet or anything like no. that he hasn't got down and had serious talks because uh, what's her name Kathleen Kennedy mm-hmm. who's in charge of LucasArts nowadays they've had to cancel a few meetings with him because simply they've been crazy busy um, which is kind of understandable with all that's going on at the moment um, but he's saying you know he would he would want the whole gang back um, you know mentioning Carrie and Harrison and Anthony Daniels um, I don't think you'd have to worry about Anthony Daniels not coming back because simply again they can do him in CGI now so he'd just be able to do his voice Yeah. Uh, more than anything R2-D2 is the same effectively can do him in CGI think, if they want yeah I don't know about um, oh god his name escapes me now guy played Chewie, Peter Mayhew. Yeah, you know whether, he signed up for it as well. Yeah, whether they get him back, you know, to reprise his role as Chewie, even if it's just very fleeting, mm. you know, because obviously if they're getting four back, you would need to have Chewie by his side. But uh, um, as a lot of people have said, I think the condition that Ford would come back was that it'd be a case of Solo he must dies. die. Yeah, you know? I, don't, I don't think there'll be any other outcome here. You know, I think it would make sense that we know that they've came out and said right the expanded universe all the books and all that happened that isn't going to be taken as canon these are going to be their own standalone stuff this is going to be the proper continuation of the story fine and dandy which is which is grand absolutely um but if you kind of link it in the sense of we know what's going to happen here in the sense of luke's kids are going to be force sensitive leia and han's kids are going to be force sensitive so they're going to be the next generation of jedi um, more than likely even Hamill's kind of admitted it in interviews that it looks like he'd probably be the sort of Obi-Wan at, yeah. the, at this stage in his lifetime he'd be the sort of senior oh, Jedi yeah it's pretty much the sort of Jedi master yeah. more than anything yeah. the you know uh, head of the new Jedi temple sort of thing so it would be based around their kids um, so it would be uh, kind of fitting in the sense of the way um, you know Luke lost his aunt and uncle, but also Obi Wan in his first episode of his trilogy. Yeah, and, and then you well, not in the first episode. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm just saying you in general. Yeah, but then this in the first episode of this new trilogy, um, whoever the kids may be off Han and Leia mm-hmm. could end up losing their dad or something like that, and yeah. that and that the Millennium Vulcan crashes or gets blown up or something along those lines. Because I think if Han goes, the Millennium Vulcan goes as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Because I see them as an entity. If mm-hmm. one goes, the other goes, yeah. um, which will be very, very sad. Because um, having seen having seen some of the fan posters that people have made, is very, very good. There's one that's a fan poster that just has um, seven on it, and it's like a wreck of the Millennium Falcon in a desert. Mm-hmm. It's like it's crash landed, and it's just a wreck sort of thing, and it is very, very cool. But definitely, if uh, if Ford is to be believed to be coming back there's rumours again that he has officially signed but nothing has come out um, in official terms um, it'll be that he has to die because um, I would see him as wanting that moment to happen yeah because obviously they, that was going to happen in Jedi or M. it was original plan for Han to die yeah, at some stage yeah. wasn't it? no it was in Jedi it was going to happen that he was going to die mm-hmm. no but they didn't kill him 
it'd be quite honest it would be fitting enough though I wouldn't I don't I wouldn't mind him you know Dan I think people be okay with it in the sense of because we know he's not going to be the same hand solo in the sense of I think as long as it's done you know like it's not a case like, as long as it's not a case of a stormtrooper just comes up behind him <laughs> and shoots him in the back of the head oh I think he has to go out in hand solo fashion yeah unless it's the case of that's what's happening you know like there's a dogfight with a falcon and the falcon crashes yeah and then that's him and Chewie and Leia all gone mm. you know or maybe that and then Luke's on board and then Luke you know then turns into the ghost you know and then becomes the spiritual teacher mm-hmm. um, to the young ones yeah because it is it is going to be about the next generation of uh, Skywalker solos sort of thing so um, it'll be interesting to see who they um, get as the villain well get get as the villain but also ha- who Luke has ended up in a relationship with sort of thing you know is it anybody that's maybe previously appeared in the series or if it is just completely brand new character no it'd have to be a brand new character because it's the only other woman really that floats around is either the ones in Jabba's palace who are rescued her or um, the Mon Mothma yeah no that's alright cheers <laughs> moving on on that yeah. um, but Hamill seems to want Billy D and all back as well which I think would be kind of yeah, cool if you are a fan of Star Wars by the way go on to Facebook and type in Star Wars the Black Series um, that's a bad segue dude no, well, yeah, it is. But it is I, I apologise. I never thought of that. I never thought of that. This is obviously to do with the new action figures that are coming out. So it is. So I never even thought of that. So I didn't. Um, Sorry. Yeah. Well, you're apologising. I didn't mean any offence by it. That's not what it was. I just didn't want people thinking it was because of it. No, well, it wasn't. Um, Naughty boy, Chris. Yeah. So it's a, a site run by James Sawyer. So. Um, just go there and then you can see some of the figures that are coming out like Luke in his X-Wing gear RTD2 Darth Maul the name but a few but they do look very very sweet mm-hmm. so they do so that'll probably be a line that I'll be collecting I think um, once I, it comes out I think another thing that I'm I'm looking forward to in regards to this next trilogy of bar the whole you know getting the gang possibly back together in the next uh, trilogy of story um, I'm a sucker for vehicles and stuff like that so I'd like to see how you know obviously they're they'll be rebuilding the Republic and stuff like that so advances in technology will we get sort of upgraded X-Wings and stuff like that because obviously we see in the the uh, prequel trilogy and the Clone Wars show the ships are different yeah but still have hints of because we see in the Clone Wars of the uh, the wee fighters that uh, Anakin and all uses they have this sort of uh, imperial sort of view on them because those are the ships that do eventually become yeah the Galactic Empire's yeah. vehicles and stuff so you can see that come through so will we see sort of a slightly you know up modernised X-Wing and stuff like that I think that would be kind of cool um, what, what would you like to see the most from a story? It's because you've got so many possibilities of what they could do. That's the thing. That's the thing. Um, is that you? You're going to have to make it. You know. Obviously, now the the Jedi, the Jedi and the Sith are all but extinct. So you're mm-hmm. going to have to kind of see the rebirth of that. because it's, basi- it's basically Luke and Leia. Yeah, because obviously Vader's gone, Palpatine's gone. Yeah. Um, so whether you see the case of them, you know, like. D- <sighs> doing it that you know like whether you see Leia still with the lightsaber um, now you know 
because Luke's trained her or something like that. Yeah, I, I, I can see that Leia will have use of powers of some yeah, kind. Yeah, but then those two kind of, you know, get killed. Not very early on, but, you know, early on enough to then give the... Motivation. The, give the motivation, but also give the chance to the... Because it's pretty safe to say, like, with the majority of Star Wars films, is that they always get people who are very, well, very unknown, you know, mm. so... Obviously, we're the only person that you could kind of maybe see coming back from the prequels would be um, um, the senator, um, Senator Organa, Leia's father. But was 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 it ever confirmed whether he was on Alderaan when it was blown up? That's that's the only. But he can still get away from that because you know. You could say he was off planet. Because don't know. yeah, you know. Uh, I don't. I don't remember it ever being confirmed in the original trilogy that her parents were on it well Ryan Porter always came off with a good quote it goes like if you don't see a body then you don't know they're dead well this is Something true along that lines you know, you so know Leia does get emotional oh you've blown up my planet but at no point she goes oh you've killed my parents yeah exactly. or anything like that no, so, so that's a very good very good point because um, I've always thought he's kind of a cool character yeah so he is because um, we obviously see him a bit uh, in the Clone Wars TV show and towards the end of the actual uh, trilogy movies as well um, that would be interesting to see if he was still about in it um, well, you just don't what to, you just don't know what to expect you know but, no, no, um, no Jar Jar please you know, but I think because <laughs> Lucas isn't really involved in it you know like I think you're going to have you know It'd be great if Spielberg. Obviously, we've got JJ Abrams, you know, dealing with it, which Lens is a good, which is a good thing. But you know, I don't know whether he's going to be doing just one or he's going to be doing all three. Oh, did you hear about Shatner giving off about him? No, Shatner wants a role in it, and it's just like why? Oh, no, 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 no. Shatner's gave off that JJ uh, Abrams shouldn't have uh, betrayed Star Trek by taking on too much stuff, including <sighs> Star Wars or things. Shut up. It's just like it's JJ Abrams, he can do what he wants. If he gets offered it and he wants to do it, he can do it. Yeah, so um, it'd be interesting to see just where he actually goes with this. Um but I'm excited to see it, you know, like obviously we've got like about the what, two years before it comes out? Ah, it'll be twenty fifteen, yeah. So the rest of it. Which will be it's 2015 I tell you is shaping up to be a very interesting year in movies because uh, not only is that when the episode 7 of Star Wars is planned to come out but it's also um, the year that the second Avengers is due to come out oh really God, that's going to be gonna that's going to be some battle like yeah. so it is um, to be quite honest I can see I can see Avengers doing very 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 good along the same lines as what it it uh, did this past year, mm-hmm. but I could see episode seven blow it out the water. If yeah. if it if it comes out that we're going to get Hamill back, we're going to get Ford back, we're going to get Carrie back, all that sort of stuff, I could see it just blow anything out of the water yeah. that year. Um, I could probably see it being the highest grossing film ever. Mm, it could. It, I think it'll beat Titanic. Well, sorry, you've got Avatar beat Titanic. It's oh, quite well. it's quite high, but. Um, We'll see what happens. We don't. You never know. Um, it is Star Wars, after all, and Star Wars people will more than likely go see it three or four times. Yes, uh, the real exactly. enthusiasts. Um, um, I pray that they don't go overboard and uh, really go. Oh, it's going to be in three D, you know, sort of thing. But it's just commonplace nowadays in movies. Um, part of me still would have liked to have seen them do the uh, original trilogy in three D, but uh, it does look like everything's been 
put in the trash can in regards to doing the 3D um, remakes after episode 1 was kind of a bit of a flop in regards to that um, but surely that was kind of to be expected because yeah. it was episode 1 yeah. um, but uh, I do I, you know, I do think it's going to be for the next couple of years movies full stop end of story is going to be good because mm-hmm. um, there is the fantastic news out today that apparently Megan Fox is going to be April O'Neil in the TMNT movie <sighs> ah, madness ensues um, th- th- next next she's going to get uh, made to be Leia's daughter or something like that oh, that would be a bit crazy yeah. I'm trying to think actually you know Obviously, we were saying that we would prefer unknowns, say, to be cast as the next generation Skywalker solos. Um, be the most logical kind of way to go about it, because then you'll believe if you know in the characters and such. But if you were to cast kind of known people mm-hmm. as their kids, who would you go for? Because I would be thinking in terms of if, say, Han Solo had a son. I would think you could go with um, someone like Bradley Cooper because he he can he can come across that same sort of attitude sort of not cocky but kind of you know he would have the confidence I don't really I don't really sit down and think of I can't can really pluck any names out of a hat Mm. or any names off the top of my head of who I would actually get to pick to be this person or that person Mm -hmm. or that person um, you know, I wouldn't have never thought that Natalie Portman would be in the film, or you know, the kid from Jingle All the Way would be Jingle Skywalker. Me. You know, so I um, don't know who's a bit of an idiot nowadays. It's yeah. fair to say. Yeah, look up his interview, Jake Lloyd's interview on YouTube, and you'll see what we mean. But uh, I think that'll probably do us for it's. N- it wasn't Star a ple- it wasn't a pleasant interview. No, it really wasn't. Um, but yeah, that's all the subjects we wanted to cover for our third anniversary show. Um, if you do want to get in contact with us, um, Chris kind of mentioned it a bit earlier on in the show. Uh, on Twitter, it's at Retroshock316. Chances are, though, that that could be changing in the coming weeks. Um, oh, yeah. I have been in contact with Twitter, and it does look like we may be getting just at Retroshock, because account that had that registered has been inactive for three years, and they've never posted a tweet and I'm in conference back and forth by email about that. So um, we may be getting to drop the 316 and just be at RetroShock, which would be kind of pretty sweet mm-hmm. um, to do that. Um, but you can also you can email us as well. Um, you've got operationretroshock at hotmail.co.uk. Um, you have your email address as well, which is... chrisvent.hotmail.com. Um, or you've got uh, Alan Price at OperationRetroShock.co.uk. Oh, it's funky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you want one, you'll have to pay. No, you're <laughs> And also, you can leave us reviews on iTunes as well, if you yep. listen on iTunes. Please do. Um, I think it's only fair that we say thank you to some people who have... No, I don't want to thank anybody. ...been part of the show. <laughs> the likes of, you know, Pixel Dan, who's yep. been on a couple of them, Rob Bass, who obviously you can head over to Alternative Minds. That's M-I-N-D-Z com, um, where this gets posted and a lot of other great content as well um, Sween yeah Sween Halleck who's been on a couple Ryan Porter who's actually been our um, person who's been on the most he has believe it or not yeah because yeah. he's been involved in our Avengers episodes he's Rocky. been involved in the Rocky episodes all yeah. that sort of stuff as yeah. well yeah um, so he's been on it 
and um, there's there's not a person that lives in New Jersey that I want to thank or anything like that. Um, I can't, oh, what's his name again? Um, oh, what's his name? Um, he's, his name's the same as the thing we're talking into. Microphone. Yeah, it's something to do. Microphone lace up. Ah, that's the one. Yes, we want to thank Microphone lace up. Um, no, sincerely, want to thank Mike Lacey yes. for you know. Listen to he seems to be our most avid supporter. Uh, be fair to say, you know, so, so much so he was brought into the fold. Yeah, as part of the Wrestle Shock family. Um, he is part. Of, he is part of the family now. Um, you know, obviously buying T-shirts, sending us Christmas presents, sending us his care packages, and Bri- stuff. bribing us basically. Yeah, exactly. You know, some people will do anything to get on podcasts. Like, but there's know. also one person <laughs> that I haven't thanked. Me. That's right. Yay, I was right. Yeah, so obviously, you know, like, I can't do this without you. Yeah, you know, so well, it's the been, same to you. You know, it's been three years that we've done this, which is kind of scary to it think is, about. It is. How, how have we been able to stick it? I don't know. Um, needless to say, there's been... Uh, since we've started doing this, we started doing this because um, we used to phone into a uh, wrestling talk show... Um, we would we would meet up on a Sunday afternoon after work and listen to this uh, show live, be involved in their chat room, and then uh, when they were taking calls, we would call in on Skype. But because we were both there, there was the both of us talking sort of at the same time, and um, needless to say, each week we were coming up with different unique things to do when we called up. Yeah. So like I would do the. You know, uh, we became known as the Northern Ireland Connection, hence why kind of the idea for the YouTube channel became the Northern Ireland Wrestling Connection alongside Haley and Mr. Hill. Um, I would do the sort of ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you know, D, uh, you know, Road Dog DX sort of thing for the outlaws. Um, those sort of things, and then we were told, you know, the, we used to should really get a, a podcast together, and then. Uh, that's where it kind of stemmed from. Chris did his first episode of uh, Chronicles, did a few of those, and then we finally got RetroShock going at the time. Um, but in the time that we've been doing this, um, so many kind of, this is going to sound so sappy, so many partnerships have broken up mm-hmm. in the shows we were involved in and stuff in the past. Um, that original wrestling show, you know, guys have went their separate ways and all. Um, other you know other things throughout even the time of just doing this show we you know have parted ways or you know people have went to do their own things like Dan now has his own completely dedicated site you know pixeldan.com pixel-dan.com yes pixel-dan.com um, you know Rob has always had alternative minds anyway um, but uh, he stepped up a lot of things in that as well Um Sween's doing a lot of his radical, radical retro yeah, toy talk as well as, what, as well as what the shell. Yeah, houseofhalic.com. Yep, so. Um, and then Ryan's done obviously Positively Nerdy. Exactly, podcast, so you know, it's in the three years that we've been doing this, it has so much has gone on. Um, everybody that kind of has started their shows, there's shows that have stemmed out of this one, like, like we're saying, what the shell and wrestle shock came about. And then there's also, you know, possibly the likes of, you know, we were saying about the Mass Effect show, it will be coming in due course. It's just getting a time for us to all get together mm-hmm. um, more than anything. Um, you know, so in the three years, it has, it has been, it's been fairly busy and crazy and all that sort of stuff now more than ever in the sense of that um, 
we're trying to get things out as much on a weekly basis as possible but there is just times where it's just completely not doable due to schedules and all that sort of stuff plus when we start talking we start rabbiting on and it's kind of it's almost hard to do two plus hours every single week yeah um if we were to seriously go down then we will do it every single week no doubt it would probably end up having to go down to maybe half hour shows or something like I that i think that's why the review shows are so pivotal for us yeah you know because that gives you content but it also gives us chance to give stuff out whether it be stuff to do with the game review or stuff to do with the wrestling dvd review or, or what what have you exactly but it is always fun to just sit down and do a proper full-blown episode of Operation Retroshock and talk for an uh, hour and a half to two hours just about absolutely everything random, be it retro, be it modern, uh, a little bit of everything. So um, indeed we would just like to thank everybody who listens to the show that has been listening to us for the last three years. The um, show continues to go from strength to strength thank goodness mm-hmm. we don't we don't know how you put up with us all uh listening to us um it's it is it's still kind of hard to believe that we have all these shows that have kind of stemmed off of this one as well um but uh here goes the start of another year so uh let's hope that uh the fourth anniversary show is going to be even more fun and uh, we'll be able to come back and say the likes of oh we've added so you know these people to our interview list and these are you know this is a new favorite and stuff like that and um hopefully we'll spring some surprises as well no i can only hope so um so uh that's it for this episode the third anniversary episode of operation retroshock i am as always alan price and uh as always beside me is i've always been chris vint unless he changes his name in the next year which you know yeah, could happen. Could happen. But anyway, we will uh, bid you adieu and uh, we will see you next time. Tally ho!